Welcome, everyone, to episode 253 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today's topic is Blizzard's newly released uh, arena-style first-person shooter, Overwatch. Uh, usually we like to, we like to wait uh, an additional week after a game comes out to give us plenty of time to play it, but uh, we all spent some time with the open beta and some of us with the closed betas on Overwatch. I feel like we've all had enough enough game time to be able to talk about it. So, uh, bonus this week, we're talking about a game that literally just came out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. All right. Uh, anyone have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? I do, Dan. Let's hear it. I played Far Harbor to oh. its completion. Nice. Yeah. So we can get a full rundown of Far Harbor. For sure. Excellent. Corey? played a little bit of Salt and Sanctuary for PC, mm-hmm. uh, which just came out for PC this week. I played not enough to talk about Pokemon Apex, which is the adult version of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And by adult, it's not like porno Pokemon. It's like darker. adult adult themes, darker yeah. and, and stuff like that. But uh, I hit a bug pretty early on, probably about 10 minutes into the game. Game-breaking bug. I got stuck on a staircase. Oh. I wasn't the only one. But it's one of those games that's it's just like a fan-made thing that's in alpha, you know. Uh, but people seem to really be really be enjoying it. So he did. I must have missed. Like, he released a version of it, and then I downloaded it. And then within, like, a span of a couple hours, he released the fix for that. Oh. So I just happened to get it in that bad spot. Gotcha. Um, so. Uh, and that's it. For okay. new stuff, so sounds good. Eric, anything to tease? No, sir. I barely played anything. Okay. Uh, the only thing I'll talk about later is the PC version of Forza, which I played actually two weeks ago now, but I forgot to talk about it last week. So uh, I played a couple hours of that. I'll be talking about that. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. After the episode, me and Cor are going to talk Game of Thrones. Uh, some big things this past week. So. We'll definitely be getting into that after, what a after couple the couple of nerds. <laughs> oh, I'm. You should see me when I'm watching. I'm just glued. Like the whole house could be burning down around me, and I would have no idea because I'm just so in tune with the TV. Because you'd be asleep. No, no, not it's asleep. Brutal. Speaking of that, did you hear about that? Somebody posted on Reddit today. The guy who butchered his family, his or his mom and dad, with an axe <laughs> while they were in bed, and the dad got up and was in shock and started his day as normal. With a just demolished face, wow. and tried to make himself breakfast. Uh, he signed checks that he was giving to his son, the one who butchered his face, for his parking tickets. Like got through all that. He went outside to get the newspaper, locked himself out, and still had the presence of mind to unlock the, the door uh, to get back in the house before he collapsed on the floor and died. Wow. Oh, so so you're saying he had a butchered face all this time? Yes. How long was that span of time? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. You could, it's on the front page of Reddit if you, right now if you want to go check it out. But Yep. That's a grizzly. Are there, are there pics? Yep. Oh. Not of the face. Oh, all right. But of his, where he was that morning. The with mess. stains everywhere. Pretty bad. Yeah, gross. It's like if it was in a horror movie, you'd think it looked dumb. But because you know it's real, it's really kind of disturbing hmm. oh my god well that took a turn for the worse all of a sudden didn't it yeah it got dark Grizz- overwatch grizzly start to the <laughs> thumbstick athletes podcast sorry oh, overwatch okay. makes me want to do that 
Uh, so yeah, the main topic for today, uh, Overwatch. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, if you're not paying attention or or what have you, it's it's an arena shooter from from Blizzard. Uh, it's a hero shooter too. So there's uh, heroes with with different abilities, and and you work as a team to accomplish uh, objectives. Uh, there's capture the point. There's escort payload. There's capture point, and then escort a payload. Um, all that sort of all that sort of stuff. So, uh, how much did everyone play? Will, how much did you play? I got to level. Only like five, I think I maybe or six. I played maybe I don't know hour and a half. Okay, Corey, you only but that's you played. Not, that's not including beta play. Oh, beta play was I played a lot. Yeah, and it's not different from the open beta at all. Uh, it's the the only thing I noticed different from the uh, the the in the finished game as opposed to the the open beta was the significantly improved matchmaking times. Yeah, I don't think I've waited more than thirty seconds in matchmaking, so that's good. Because there's a couple times I had a couple minute long wait in the beta uh, that I'm not getting now. So uh, I, I'm level sixteen, I think, or did I hit seventeen? I probably played six or seven hours of the actual release game, and then I played a ton of the open beta. I'm not sure exactly how much. So I'd say I have probably twenty hours altogether, maybe twenty five. I'd say I'm right around there, too. Okay. Corey, you played a little bit of the open beta. Who knows? Yeah, Eric and I had a good day of uh, Overwatch, and I played some more here and there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Eric, how much did you play? Um, Anywhere between 5 and 10 hours. Okay. Cool. Will also played the console open open version, so you can open beta. I also so... played that. Oh, did you? Okay, so you, you guys can talk about that a little bit, too. Because, uh, like I said, it's not really it's not really any different from the... I mean, it was only a couple weeks ago when the open beta was. So, yep. Um, let's get into thoughts. Um, Eric, we'll start with you. Thoughts on Overwatch? <laughs> I that's, didn't want to. I didn't want to start with let's, me. That's okay. Let's do Eric and Corey. So yeah. We can get the video um, out of the way. I don't know, man. I, oh, I, I can appreciate Overwatch for what it is, and I was having a hard time, like really putting a good thought together in my head about how I could explain it. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to Giant Bomb and Jeff Gerstmann, who I usually don't agree with, um, and he, he explained his thoughts on it. And basically what I what I came away with was that he kind of thinks that, like, it's a good game. He had an okay time with it, but he can see down the road where he's just not going to like it anymore. Yeah. And then... That's that's kind of where I'm at with it, and because I know that I'm not going to stick with it long enough to be good at it, or, or really have any fun with it, unless I'm playing with a group of friends, that makes me not like it very much. And it's not necessarily the game's fault, it's just that like I, I don't have the time to invest in it, to get really good at it, and I feel like every time I get online to play, I'm just going to get slaughtered, and it's nothing but frustration. Do you get slaughtered a lot? Oh yeah. Do you? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm terrible at it. Okay. All right. Which which isn't the game's fault necessarily. Right. I guess I'm probably just past past my prime in competitive shooters and like I just don't care about it enough to get any better at it. Yeah. Like I can appreciate the different characters and heroes like I there's there's some that I like. Uh there's a couple that I really hate that almost ruined <laughs> the game for me. Um but 
yeah, I just I don't I don't want to invest the time and like I feel like if I was playing with you guys, I'd have a, a really good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that would be fun. Um, and and if we could, I don't know, kind of put a team together that that worked well together as far as the heroes go, that would be a good time. And trying to mix and match heroes and and actually put some thought into it, that would be fun. Yeah. But me getting on and playing by myself is really not very fun to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's. That's basically my thoughts. All right, uh, Corey, what, what do you what do you think about it? I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I know Gersman's thing was he, like Eric was saying, he he worries about what the game will become, not what it is right now. Yeah. In that, people will come up with ways to play that will just outpace the people who play casually mm-hmm. by far, mm-hmm. uh, and it will stop being fun. And I know that matchmaking can kind of deal with that, but. Uh, my sort of thing is I really appreciate the mechanics. The shooting feels good. The the characters uh, are easy to, to pick up on and play. Um, and there's enough difference between all of them that they're all interesting and they all work together really cleverly. But I don't like the game that those mechanics are put into. Exactly. I agree 100%. I can totally appreciate what's there, but I just, it's just, eh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are the game? I know we're going to get into more specifics of the game, but sure. like the escort thing, and it's I, I want to play the, I want to play these game mechanics in like the division kind of game, mm-hmm. you know, where there's a story and I can play with my friends at my own pace, or you know, match up with other people at my own pace and learn about the the universe a little bit more, um, and experience it that way rather than being a competitive online arena shooter. Sure. Because I, I think there's a lot of good things there. It's just the game as it is, I I, I had a decent time with, but like I have no interest in, in yeah. doing that over and over and over and over again uh, and being outmatched by people <clears throat> who play it substantially more than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually there's actually been some, some rumors and stuff that they are going to have like a, a, a single player or like a co-op type of game mode like later on that they're going to add um there's been that rumor floated around i don't know what the truth of that is i just read that like yesterday i think and i didn't i didn't follow up on it at all but i heard that they're doing the animated shorts to give the characters their background yeah uh like what happened with them and then the at some point there's going to be like a story like actually put into the game Mm mm-hmm I just I, I picture these characters in like a Borderlands game or something like that. And I just think that would be so much fun. Yeah, sure. Corey, when you were talking, I was gonna butt in and say in a Borderlands setting. <laughs> yeah. Corey and I are not on the exact same page with this game. Yeah. I think I think me and Will are on the exact same page with, with the game too. Well, well why I'll do you go... like it so much? Uh, it's I just I have fun. Yeah, I have a, a ton of fun with it. Just even when I I've been playing mainly alone. Yeah, me like, too. I'm just having so much fun. Just kicking people's butt with tracer yeah for me maybe it's just because i'm not good at it then <laughs> well for me it's like i i really get enjoyment out of the strategic play like for oh, yeah. example what strategic play well here, here here's an example i actually I actually wrote down specific examples uh we were playing we were playing at escort the payload it was we were against a team of five maze and one lucio we were getting wrecked. We could not get anywhere near the payload. Which, by the way, if I may, uh-huh. that's fucking stupid that that takes place. I just want to put that out there. I love that. It's unpredictable. I think it's so stupid. 
When I see people on my team as the same character, I want to say, would you two quit being a couple of dickheads and pick somebody else? Well, if it works, it drives me nuts. If it works is the thing. Why not? Because I have another example of... You're right. A game with three tanks that worked worked for me, but here and you're absolutely right. But I hate it. Right. Uh, so so what so what happened? We like I said, we were getting wrecked. Uh, I, I started off as Diva. That's who I who I've been playing the most as. Dan. What? Doctor Va. Doctor Va. Yeah, Doctor Va. <laughs> um, and you know, Do- Diva's kind of she likes to get into the thick of it and mix it up a little bit. But you know, we were getting getting wrecked. So I switched to Farah, and I just stood up on the rafters and just fired rockets down. And just that one one change, like turn the whole tide of, of of the battle, and and I really like being able to use that sort of thing to my advantage. That's that's I really fun for me. I guess the difference between you and me with this game is that it sounds like you care about the outcome. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to win. I want to oh, win. Yeah, me too. I, I I just I don't have a good enough time to where I I give a shit whether the team wins or not. So I'm just kind of like doing my own thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's probably partially. It's probably mostly my fault that I don't have a good time with this game because I just don't feel like I want to invest any time or energy into being good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, think, I mean, I think that's exactly it. We we just said how you know we appreciate what's there, but we yeah. just don't like the game. That I, I and I, and it sucks because I really thought that this game was going to be like a Rocket League for me. Because I think they're they're similar in terms of like they're quick games. You can just jump in, play a few games, and be done with it. Um, and I feel like same, similarly with Rocket League, there can be as much strategy as you want or as little strategy as you want. But with Rocket League, I feel like I want to invest the time, and Overwatch, I just don't, and I don't I don't know why. Yeah. What are you, What are your thoughts, Will? I really like it. Um, going back to the strategy part, I had a moment. Uh, Daniel, remember this map? I brought it in the other two, but Watchpoint Gibraltar. Yeah. Do you know when they come out in the very first area and to the left, there's that one place that there's the cliff right there, and then there's mm-hmm. the building right there, and there's that like choke point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm Tracer, and we're all set up right there, and they're coming through there, and a Reinhardt comes charging at me, and he hits me and knocks me off the map, but because I'm Tracer, I use my three blinks. I blink back onto the map. I end up shooting and killing a Widowmaker and a Lucio. I go up to the top part of the building because I was getting chased. And I used my rewind and teleported behind them again and threw my sticky grenade on two more characters, killed the both of them, and then, like, I ended up getting gunned down at the end of that. But, like... Was it play, just... was it play of the game? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. A Torbjorn play. Torbjorn. <laughs> Torbjorn. Blah. I can never say his name. I Torbjorn. hate his name. Uh, yeah, his turret got like two kills, and that was play of the yeah. game. And I was like, I had I really a... like. I wish I had a moment where I could save that or thought about saving it because it, it was one of the coolest moments that I had with a shooter. Yeah, I, I had kind of a similar moment. I, I didn't kill a bunch of people, but I got I got hooked by uh, by Roadhog and pulled, and I fell down. It was I don't remember which map it was, uh, but <laughs> I was about to fall down at a lava, and I was like. Wait a second, I'm Diva. I can fly out of here. And at the last second yeah. before I landed in the thing, I was like, "Oh!" I came flying out like a phoenix. It was fantastic. And yeah, then, and then landed. I got destroyed. Because <laughs> you probably fell where all the enemies were, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone was right there because the payload was right there. So <laughs> that stunk. Um, it's 
there's just like so many combinations of like things that can work. Like I'm starting to realize like when you attack, like two tanks really help. Like yeah. if you use like Reinhardt or Winston with like Roadhog. Yeah. Like like uh one who can soak up damage and like a tank who can also deal damage like Roadhog. Like that seems to work really well. And like as you said, it was the the five maze. Yeah, five maze and a Lucio. Yeah, like we were we, we were not doing any works. damage to them whatsoever. Well, because May is really frustrating because she freezes you if she hits you long enough with her ice. Yeah, that was a, that was a hard fought it, battle. Yeah, it's just, it, and it like I understand like with Eric and Corey that like, this game can be like super frustrating because it's it's a shooter like shooters like are inherently super frustrating when mm-hmm. you're not doing well. Isn't it, don't you just see that as an exploit using four or five maze on a team together and like just being super fucking cheap and lousy <laughs> well no because i that's mean an exploit they, well no they didn't win so it, it didn't so benefit that's them they suck if they were any good they would have no they wouldn't have because we changed our strategy if they had yeah. they, I just i can't wrap my head around it i fucking hate it so much they didn't they didn't do is be Widowmaker and then snipe a couple of them they didn't that. they didn't adapt they they wanted to be the whole game the whole the whole escort the payload with five maze and and uh one lucio uh like i said once and you know once what's bothering me the adapted. most is you guys are right but I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I have another one. Will you talked about the two tanks? Uh, we I played a match in in Ilos last night. Uh, yeah. We got shut out. It was it was the one where you have to capture it three times in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. We got shut out the first one as as a balanced team because the, the the game when you're when you're picking your your heroes will kind of tell you like what you need in your team to have good team cohesion. I find that doesn't really work that well. It really sometimes doesn't. Sometimes it, it really doesn't work. Sometimes uh, the second round it was ninety to nothing, so we we changed up our team a little bit. Uh, we had two divas, which uh, were you know as the tank character, a Winston. So we had three tanks: a McCree, a Torborn, and I was I was Farah. Uh, mm-hmm. And once we like got into that area and turtled, uh, we could they couldn't they couldn't knock us out at all. So we won the second game and actually shut the other team out in the in the third game. So fun. Yeah. There's... And see, if I'm on the other team, I'm thinking to myself, look at these fucking bastards exploiting <laughs> using the same character. And I realize it's strategy, but I guess I hate that yeah. that's the strategy is to use the same characters that just... I it, There's, like, sometimes, like, if you have the same character on the same team, sometimes it doesn't work. Like, I don't think two tra- tracers on a team, like, works at all. Like, I think that's not good because she's so squishy and, like, is going in to finish off heroes. Like, I don't think, like you're not doing enough damage otherwise. So, like, you need characters like Reaper or, like, a Widowmaker or whatever or Genji to, like, do a lot of damage or Roadhog. I don't know. I just think, like, some characters can you can double up on. Like, Torbjorn is one you can double up on and be super effective. Like, we were playing a game on that map that takes place in Russia or whatever. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of it. And you know the last part where it's that really small area and there's only that one place where you can kind of funnel in? Yeah. They just set up turrets in there and we literally, like, we couldn't do a single thing. Like, we were changing it up, but, like, we, we literally, they were just so much better that so, it didn't matter. So entrenched. Yeah, exactly. They just, like, dug in there with Winston, Torbjorns, Widowmaker, Hanzo, and we just, like, we literally couldn't do a thing. Yeah. Uh, I also had a game where almost everyone... On both teams played as Hanzo. <laughs> there was nine Hanzos and then three other characters, which was awesome. I had never played Hanzo, and the guys on the other team—they were all Hanzo. Uh, yeah. And I think only three people, yeah, three people on my team ended up being Hanzo too. 
But they at the beginning of the match, they were trying to get everyone to be Hanzo. I had never played Hanzo, so I didn't. Uh, so we started the match, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I've never played Hanzo. I, I might yeah. as well. Uh, and that that ended up being really fun too because what they would do is uh, they all save their ultimates for the, the the other team. They all saved their you know the flying dragon ultimate dragon. and they yeah. fired them all at the same time in a line like towards the the point that they needed to capture to clear us all out. It was awesome. That is pretty that's, cool. That's a match I wish I had I had recorded. But you like Hans, Hanzo Dan? No, no. He, being your biggest nemesis? No, I didn't. I didn't enjoy playing with him. I got a couple kills. I I killed a charging Reinhardt at the last mm-hmm. second before he he pummeled me. Um, yeah, so that cool. so that was fun. But yeah, it, that's not a character I will I will be able to pick up. I don't think. The, as because I re, I really do love this game a lot, and I guess just like if you're not into shooters, like I don't think this will change your mind. I guess yeah. I don't know. Because like Corey does not like first-person shooters at all and doesn't care for this game. So I guess, like... That's not true. He likes story first-person shooters. Thank you. Bioshock, Metro, Borderlands. Yeah. I think it turns out that I actually do like first-person shooters. It's just I don't like Call of Duty's flavor and all the copycats of first-person shooters Uh, because I I played uh, Titanfall for, you know, uh, 50 hours yeah, and, and really had a good time with it. Uh, it didn't last, but you know, I don't, I don't know that any first-person shooter is gonna go the long haul for me. I probably will play Overwatch for a month or two and and be done with it. You know, I would argue so, that fifty hours is lasting. F- well, yeah, for that game, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, because that game a month or two after launch was was a wasteland. I think. Yeah, it was. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know about you, Dan, but I haven't been seeing too many Bastions while playing. No, I did want to talk about the Bastion because that's that's a big uh, a hot topic. I know you guys um, have have expressed your your hatred for Bastion, right? Oh my god, Eric, Corey! <laughs> I dislike that character almost more than any character I've ever played against in a video game. <laughs> and I thought uh, again, going back to Gersman, he was. Mm. He was kind of minimalizing the whole thing, saying, well, just don't walk in front of him. Okay, well, yeah, at a very basic level, fair enough. But, like, how is there, like, no kickback or anything on that fucking turret? The range is ridiculous. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. And I know there's counters to it. Yeah. So don't fucking tell me there's that's, counters. I know that. That's it's why I was still bullshit. Honestly, like, Regardless. all the games I've played, Bastion, he's mostly a non-factor. Like, probably one match out of three, you'll have someone playing Bastion. I don't run into him that much. Yeah, honestly, I haven't been running into him very much either. I noticed when I played last, uh, I didn't run into him that much either. Yeah. Which was nice. But, of course, when I did, when he finally showed up, I wiped my ass (laughs) off the map every fucking time. The time I I find that Bastion is most effective is not, like, when he's camped out. It's when everyone's distracted and fighting all at once, and, and he'll, like, sneak off to the side and then set up his set turret, up. and then shoot everybody. That's the thing. That's the thing, is when I'm in, in the heat of a battle, and he can sit so far back because yeah. the range is ridiculous that, like, I don't even notice he's there. Yeah. And and to me, a character like that should not be a part of a battle at a long distance like that using a fucking turret that really shouldn't have that kind of control. Oops. So I'm not thinking to myself, like, I'm at any any kind of danger right here against Bastion. Yeah. But lo and behold, there he is, 
shooting straight at me. <laughs> does does May's ice wall break? Yes, you can shoot it through does. it eventually, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because I'm going to start using May when I see a Bastion and just setting up an ice wall in front of him. I wonder how much how well that would work. If I know Bastion, probably not very well. He'll probably take that down pretty quick. <laughs> I think I know, he man. takes down Reinhardt's shield pretty quick, too. It does. He does, yeah. Super quick. Way too quick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, bashing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I don't like Torb- Torbjorn, either. He's getting more annoying the more I play the game. Yeah, he's honestly the one that's picking up more steam. Uh, the bashing hate kind of like subsiding, and Torbjorn starting to like be the one that is more annoying. Mm-hmm. I can see that. My biggest the we'll talk about uh, characters we hate, and then we'll talk about characters we love. Uh, for me, it's Roadhog. I get really annoyed with Roadhog. Yep. He's, um, yeah, same. With I mean, I, like I don't feel like it's cheap or anything, but he always gets me with the with the hook. Uh, I play yep. Diva a lot. That's the character I've been playing the most as. And it's really not so bad when you're in your mech, because uh, I'll talk about D.Va a little bit. She's she's a character that's in a mech. She's she's a tank. She has a, a shield thing that she can put up for, like, three seconds that blocks all damage. Uh, but she's also super mobile because she's got uh, rocket jets or whatever that she can, you know, fly around the map. Um, so, yeah, when, when, when you get grabbed when you're in your mech, it's not so bad because a lot of times I can just fly through and not and not get shot. Like, if I immediately start flying when he brings me in, It'll be before I get the shotgun blast in the face. But when you're after her, her mech is destroyed. She pops out and is just a character running around with a gun, squishy uh, but fast, kind of like Tracer. Uh, so that's annoying when you know when you're trying to run around and, and you get grabbed by Roadhog. Uh, yeah, because if I'm not paying attention because I like I play squishy yeah. characters mainly. Like I just get hooked and like I can't do anything because I can't like get out of the stun fast enough and like he just one shot kills me. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Uh, and then, uh, so Roadhog annoys me and um, Hanzo. But it's primarily because he kills me all the time. That's just, it's, it's the arrow snipes. Anytime, it's, I'm with you on Roadhog. He pisses me off. <laughs> he pisses me off I, I, don't, I don't feel like I've been too upset with Hanzo before. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's only funny. because I get Dan's killed. the only one. <laughs> I get killed a lot by a Hanzo, and I'm not, I don't know if it has something to do with the way I play, but it's always a Hanzo that freaking kills me. I have been seeing Hanzo a lot more. Yeah. Uh, That's who I've been using the most. He's pretty fun. He's very satisfying to get kills with because it takes skill. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't don't sit there with an endless stream of bullets (laughs) from any distance you want shooting straight. Um, So it's very satisfying when you pick somebody off like uh, Farah if she's flying through the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you pick her off with an arrow. That's that's nice. Um, So I have enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Who are your characters, Will, that you hate? Uh... Definitely Roadhog and Torbjorn, probably mm-hmm. right now. Um, other than that, I get annoyed with Junkrat and Farah only because they can one shot kill me. Yeah. Um, but, other, but like, I don't. It's not. I know it's because I'm playing a squishy character, so like, I don't get that mad. But it's just like, uh, of course, I died by Junkrat. Yeah. Um, I hate Junkrat's wheel probably the most out of any ability, though. Yeah. <laughs> Because that range is crazy on that thing. You could shoot it. Did you know that? It's one of those things, you know, like, it's super easy to shoot, like, Symmetra's turrets that she sets up. Like, it's so easy to destroy those things. It's just, like, when I see it, I'm like, oh, God, and I panic and I freeze. Yeah, I usually, I, I, I hear, you can hear it, and you panic, 
Yeah. Like, oh shit, yeah. where is this thing? Uh, that's one thing I want to talk about is the, the audio for Overwatch is fabulous. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, the way I play is by listening because especially your enemy movements and all that stuff, abilities and stuff that they use, uh, are very easy to pick up on audio, but also your characters will, will talk with each other. So, uh, if your if your character happens to notice a turret in the corner, they'll, they'll mention that to the other, other players in the, in the party, uh, which is really, really, really neat. Yeah. Um, I think that's an underrated part of the game. Yeah. Honestly, they, there, there was a big deal made out of the, the hit sound. It's it's a sound of a popping a cap off of a beer. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, they wanted to they wanted to have a have a satisfying, recognizable sound when you're hitting someone with your shots. Uh, so they went with uh, if you if you listen because I think they reverse it or something, uh, but it does sound like uh, like opening a, a beer bottle. It's really, really it's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. They wanted to go for a satisfying sound and. There's not a lot more satisfying than popping open a beer. I haven't had it's that experience. Beer bottle or beer can. I can't remember the specifics of it, but it's about opening a beer. I'm going to have to listen for that when I play. Yeah. Corey, characters you hated. I know you hated Bastion. Yeah, I was uh, anti-Bastion. Roadhog, another one, but you guys have already done a pretty good job talking about Road Roadhog. So those are the only two, really. I, I don't know. Okay. Characters you like. Eric, we'll start with you. Who's your? Uh, yeah, like I said, I like Hanzo. Hanzo. I like McCree. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Reinhardt. If I'm going to be a tank, if I'm going to be support, I use Mercy. And um, I also like Pharah. Mm-hmm. I'm in the I've same boat. The... Yeah, I've used Junkrat a pretty fair amount too. Yeah, but uh, I really oh, like Pharah. I misspoke. Not that it matters. <laughs> Which one's Junkrat and which one's Roadhog? Roadhog is the big guy with the mask. Oh, who's the one that turns into the wheel? Junkrat. That's Junkrat. That's the one I don't like. (laughs) Got you one too many times with that wheel, huh? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's pretty cheap. I've been killed by the wheel a lot, too. I'm just like, You know what? Another another, uh, ability I hate is when D.Va self-destructs and sends her mech into the middle of a battle. And the thing is, is you you have plenty of time to yeah. get out of the way, but I never do. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with this game for me too, Will. And you mentioned this a little bit, how there's things like the turrets and Junkrat's wheel that you have ample time to deal with. Yeah, but there's so much going on that you just don't deal with it, and you end up dying because of it. It's like I hate that. You like your brain shuts down for like a split <laughs> yes. second. Yeah. I hate that. Well, your brain might split for a split second. Mine shuts down for like a good <laughs> 10, 20 seconds, and I'm done. And I, <laughs> I hate that about this game. There's fucking too much going on for my old ass. Too old for this game. Five years ago, Eric, you would have been all over this game. Oh, my God, yes. What a lo- this has been my game of the year five years ago. <laughs> now it's like it's my biggest disappointment. Uh, that's crazy. Not really. I know it's a good game. Um, I never voted for that. I'm with you, Eric. I really, really like Farah. Um, I, I, I like mobile characters. Um, Mobility is a big thing for me. I don't think I could ever. I don't think I could ever play like a Reinhardt consistently. Because um, Reinhardt's I, fun. I, I yeah, but I like I like to be able to move and, and get out of the way of the danger. So Farah is my my main uh, offensive character. You know um, why I like Reinhardt, Dan? 
is because I I don't get many kills anyway. Uh huh. So I might as well at least soak some bullets. Yeah. Will had one of the best Reinhardt plays I've ever seen, though. Will's really good with Reinhardt. Yes, he because uh, I played with Will and Johnny and uh, Johnny's friend there. Uh, was it two nights ago we played? Yeah, we played yeah. like two or three hours, and there was four people sitting right there, and and Will did the the smash, knocked everybody down and stunned them, and then just cleaned them up. It was great. Will, do you ever do you ever do the smash and then uh, charge them? No, yeah, his, yeah, I uh, have with a shift. Yep, and just bury him into a wall. I love doing that. It's it's one of the more satisfying things to do. Mm-hmm. In that same game, Dan, uh, Doctor Va threw her mech into the middle of the thing, mm-hmm. and I charged it and knocked it off the map too. Oh, nice! Yeah. I did that once. That was satisfying. It felt good. I didn't even really realize I did it until Johnny saw the the mech going flying like off to the side. Okay. He's like, "You just hit that," and I was like, "I honestly wasn't trying to. I was just <laughs> hey man trying to get out. I was trying to get out of there actually. Whatever works, right?" Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pharaoh's uh, my main offensive character. Defense. I uh, uh, I've started playing as May, who I like, but I'm not very good with. There's um, a, she's probably one of the harder characters to play. Yeah. See, I've heard Tracer's the hardest character to play. Maybe I'm just natural with Tracer. You're natural. Your prime. Your prime gaming age. Yeah. It's true. We were talking about that in the chat room. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm reading. Um. <laughs> Yeah, May. I really like May, but uh, yeah, not 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 great with May. Uh, my tank character I play is like I said, I play Diva. Uh, I really really like the mobility, uh, especially like when you're first coming out and you know how people are camped outside the. If you're have to attack a point and people are camped outside the base, I really like flying behind them and 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 disrupting that right away. Uh, the, yeah, there was a Bastion camped right outside the the area where people come out in the la- one of the last games that I played. Uh, so I immediately just flew flew out right behind Bastion and shot him in his little shiny spot and killed him almost instantly. It was great. See, and, and I appreciate that about the game, that, that you can do that. But I don't want to have to change my fucking character. If I want to be Hanzo, then goddammit, I want to be Hanzo. <laughs> one, of, one of the tips that everyone gives you, gives you when, when, you're, like, when you're reading uh, tips for playing Overwatch is it's to change your characters. I know, and I don't want to. I, I that's, understand. That's the problem. You just and solved it's, it. And it's hard. It's hard too, uh, especially if you're trying to get to know how to play characters. You can't play that character like every match or for a bunch of matches in a row. You know, you kind of gotta, kind of gotta, you know, build a, a halfway decent team. So it is hard to get get good at a character or two. Even you know, you have really have to have a a stable of characters that you can you can uh, play as. Yeah, I, I try to stay as the same character throughout a game. Yeah. Until I get super frustrated. Right. And even at that point, I'm not necessarily thinking how I can counter anything that's going on. Right. Uh, yeah. It, for me too. Like, uh, if I'm just not playing well as one of my char- one of my characters, I usually play as I'll, I'll switch it up. Or if the game's going horrible, that's when I'll try a new character just for the heck of it, uh, mm-hmm. just to experience someone else. Uh, and then my 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 support characters is always Lucio. Um, again with the with the good mobility. Um, I also like how he passively heals. I don't have to concentrate on healing. I can just, uh, you know, uh, amp it up the, the boost and, uh, stay kind of in the vicinity of your teammates. Uh, Mercy, I think takes a little bit too much focus with, with Lucio. I can just shoot the enemies, shoot the bad guys and, uh, and, and heal, uh, uh, passively. Lucio, I think is a good noob character. Yeah. He makes the game fun for noobs. Sure. He definitely did for me, especially with that uh, pushback, right click. Yep. 
Yeah, so really, yep. so if you got a, a Winston or a Reinhardt barreling down on you, you can push him out of the way with the the left click. Or even better, push him into a hole. Push him in a hole, push him off an edge, yeah, definitely. That's that's a real good feeling yep. when you're skating around and you just blast somebody off the ledge. Yep. All right, Will, who are your characters? Uh, okay, For there's a lot that I like to play as. So, like, for offense, I play Tracer a lot and sometimes Reaper. I want to be good with Genji, but I'm just not. Yeah. Um, he takes a lot of work. And then for defense, I play... Widowmaker's probably my second favorite. I just have a lot of fun uh, sniping with her. And when Johnny's playing Mercy, he just damage buffs me. So, like, I, one, I one-shot everything. Nice. Which is a lot of fun. John, uh, I Johnny, really like... Johnny yep. plays a great Mercy. He's really good with He's Mercy. He's really good I, with Mercy. I love playing with him because, one, support's always covered. Yeah. Uh, and two, he does an excellent job with Mercy. And then I really like playing May as well and uh, Hanzo, the few times that I have played him. With Tank, I really like Reinhardt, but he's the only one that I really like in the tank. Uh, I don't like playing Roadhog for whatever reason. I feel like everybody else is really good with him, and I'm not. Um, and then support, I love all of the supports besides Symmetra. I probably think Zenyatta is actually my favorite support. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to play because how he works is like if he's if somebody's hurt and you're near him or that you just like look at him and you left shift and he throws a healing orb at them so you can just dish out healing orbs to like all of your teammates if they're all hurt and then his I think it's his E ability when he sees an enemy he throws a a, a damage orb discord that orb. damage discord orb thank you and then you just like in his like attack he's just throwing orbs at people and he does kind of a lot of a damage for a support character yeah. Um, and I had a lot of fun when I played as him, but like I said, the only support character I won't play is Symmetra because she, I'm not good with her. Right. She, she does a lot more than healing. She sets up turrets and stuff and I don't want to get into all of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey, who are your characters that you like playing? Lucio, as I mentioned, uh, Pharaoh is another one. I liked Widowmaker. I know people are hard on Widowmaker, but, uh. I don't know. It's well, sometimes it's just nice sitting back and, and well, picking off some people. Why are they hard on Widowmaker? Well, people say she's a noob, noob no. character. No, sniping is never a noob thing. Yeah, uh, I would argue that. Really? I think. No, I was no. I would be on your side, Dan. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I I mean, I've never been a good sniper. I just can't. Yeah, do it, it takes skill. It's it's like playing with Hanzo. He's the same kind of thing. Yeah, uh, especially because you have to wait until your thing hits a hundred percent for you to be able to even do damage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I like having survivability too, even if it's uh, just mo- like high high mobility. You know, mm-hmm. with with Farah, you can just scoot up into the air. I mean, you're kind of a sitting target when you get up there, but you know, you can boost yourself out of some danger. Right, as if anybody can pick you off. Yeah, Corey. Anybody else you liked? Not really. I I mean I I played most of the characters, some of them just for you know one death or so. Sure. But, uh, those were the, I mean especially Lucio. He was the only character I played where I, I really enjoyed the game mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, so I mostly played him, except when it didn't make sense. Right. Uh, I switched to a Pharaoh or Widow, Widowmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Any other, any other thoughts, Will? Honestly, not really. Um, it's hard to talk about it because we talked about it so much, like, the weeks leading up to, like, the release and everything. Yeah. 
It's just, I don't know. I have a lot of fun, and I really enjoy this game. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Did you guys want to talk about the Metacritic at all? I've got a couple things I, I, I wanted to go add. Corey, go ahead. Um, so there's a very obvious way to play this. This is more of a question than a, than a thought. Uh-huh. A question for you guys. There's an obvious way to play this game uh, once you play it enough, and that's, you know, pick the right character for the right situation. Do you guys feel like the game does a good job of guiding people in that direction on its own? I think I think it does a good job of letting you know initially like what you need to have in a team to make a good team. Uh, but after that, like you kind of have to be aware of what the characters are capable of and what you might need them for. Yeah, you know. Because as I said, you know, the the standard team, I guess, the the good team makeup isn't always what's what's best for every situation. Yeah. You know, a, a situation might call for your team to have three tanks and if that's what's working for you, you know, that's that's yeah. Uh, that's all part of it i guess yeah, like if you're not killing anything like somebody should pick up on being like oh we need to get another like an offense person or yeah. like somebody like hanzo which, or widowmaker which is why i only want to play this game with friends right because mm-hmm. you can't depend on no random people online like you yesterday know? when i was playing i think it was yesterday i jumped on for a couple matches and i was using farah and i needed health you know like i had like 50 health left I could have run in there and just gotten killed, but instead I ran back to find some health because we didn't have a support. So, of course, at the end of the game, some wise ass is like, oh, oh Pharaoh's running off doing nothing. I'm like, <laughs> people talking Dude, I already hate this experience I'm having. Just fuck off. You know? Yeah. Like, it just made it so much worse <laughs> that I was getting shit on for trying to stay alive and help. You yeah. know? I hear you. It's like, dude. That's somebody just looking for somebody to yeah blame. Oh, troll! I had one. I only had one match where someone was an asshole. Um, after the match was over, he yelled at everybody because he he claimed that all we had to do was stand on the pad so he could and he could kill everyone off. And he immediately left after he said that. And and one of the other guys on our team was like, he didn't even do anything. He's he was cannon fodder like. Shut up, dude. But that was it. That was the only talk. that was the only uh only asshole I've come across. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm was pretty nice to start too, wasn't yeah. it? What yeah. was it during the open <laughs> beta when we played and we jokingly messed with the other team to get them riled yeah. up and then it just like devolved? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Okay, that that was funny. Yeah, I could see this game getting real salty, Corey. Like you were insinuating. I could see yeah. that for sure. Bad. As, as people start to, like, you know, become, uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking pros. for? Not necessarily pros, but, like, real proficient with. Yeah. They watch you know, the pros. Reaper. With Reaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the guys who watch the pros, but somehow yet still think they're a pro. Sure. So, like, if you're not on their level and you don't log in, you know, five hours a day. You're just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to pop up for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is my question for you guys then. You know when you're playing like a MOBA like Here's the Storm and you see a character and you're, you're like, that guy is going to be the jerk who calls everybody out for being bad at the game? Based on their character? Based on their character, who would you say in Overwatch is that person? Um, Reaper. Reaper. Probably Reaper, yeah. yeah. I, it's funny. I was going to say Reaper too. <laughs> Why is that? 
it's because he looks cool and like no that's that's not it it's the stupid spinning die 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 ability that he does he don't you think his shotguns are a bit over range i feel like i've been picked off a few times where i'm like i really don't think i should be getting hit with that kind of weapon from there yeah because it's it's too isn't it too like too like sawed off shotguns is that what he uses i think so yeah i don't know reaper's kind of shit it's something I haven't picked up on, but I don't see Reaper a ton. There will be that. There I will see be Reaper that. just about every game, I feel like. Yeah, me too. And if I do see him, it's in that stupid, like, army skin. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why I, I, Reaper came to mind when you said that, Will. I really have no reason to say that. I asked that because Reaper came to my mind. Too. He, he's that guy that goes off on his own and tries to kill everybody. That's That's... <laughs> That's kind of what Reaper does. He infiltrates the other team with his teleport ability uh, and tries to tries to kill everybody. That's that's going to be the the pro, you know. Ugh. <laughs> I hear you. The more, we, the more we talk about this game, the less I like it. Me too, Corey. And and that's fair. the older I'm getting, you remember how I used to be the guy that loved the online competitive games on this podcast? It was yeah. always me and Will. Yeah. That is, man, is that going the other direction? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to play this single-player Doom campaign. Can't wait. That sounds fun. And me, who's generally that person yeah. that only likes to play <laughs> single-player games, actually really enjoys Overwatch. Yeah. Well. Weird. As I said, I you know I I think I do. I I kind of always like first person shooters. It's just I the Call of Duty never never did it for me. Uh, you know I I always loved playing the Halos. And stuff that was way back when, but yeah. Uh, did you ever give uh, the first Modern Warfare a good shake on online? No. Oh baby, I've heard it was good. That was the, that was the hate. No, Dan, good <laughs> doesn't begin. Yeah, that was the heyday of shooters right there for me. Yeah, I was always oh. more of the science fiction, science fiction shooter. Guy. Yeah, you were. That's true. I only did a little bit of Gears Online. Nothing, nothing to to you know sneeze yeah. at, but or nothing to brag about but it was, it was gears 3 too that was the only one i really played online i can just see the culture that's gonna build up around this game and i'm yes. just gonna hate them sure it's got i feel like it's got such a douchey odor around it <laughs> it really does you know i and i can't i don't know why i feel that way i, can, I have a hard time explaining any of my feelings about this game it just is douchey yeah <laughs> Like when you were talking about that guy Eric who said oh Farah's off doing nothing like it gave me I had a physical reaction to you saying yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Corey, believe me, so did I. I was so pissed. I'm I, I was doing something. <laughs> I was going to get health. Like and my re- no one played as a healer. Yeah, and my response was, "Oh yeah, she was terrible." Oh, and by the way, who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. Like who cares? I don't know. Apparently, I, a lot of people do. I don't. <laughs> like, I I want to win, but I would never get mad at somebody for anything. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it anymore. It doesn't bother me like it used to. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I should say that all future characters and game modes and maps are going to be free. For yeah, the I did want to talk about that. Uh, but for, uh, first, let's talk about there, there's there's a little bit of a controversy or not controversy, but uh, some complaints about the the tick rate. Are you guys familiar with the tick rate complaints? 
No. It's no. it's how often the game speaks with the game servers. Uh, it's got a much lower tick rate than most like uh, modern competitive first person shooters. Uh, so what can happen is uh, you you may do a move or, or use a special uh, or, or ultimate rather, uh, and it, it doesn't it doesn't register, and you end up getting like actually killed. Uh, I've noticed it like twice where I thought I was using uh, or I thought I was in time to use uh, uh, it was Diva's her uh, self-destruct thing. Um, But I, I, you know, went through the animation and everything. But when you go back and watch the replay, it doesn't it doesn't show up because the game actually doesn't register you of doing that. You're you're quote unquote killed first or in, in my case, her mech was destroyed. Um, so there, there, that is a uh, kind of an issue. They've talked about like patching it to make it make it faster. Uh, I was appara- going to say that that sounds like something easily remedied. Yeah, yeah, they can pa- yeah. they can patch it to make it faster. Now that you mentioned that, I think I have noticed that. Yep. And, like I didn't like really realize it, but I have noticed where I was like, "Huh, my super or whatever didn't work." Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like half the half the tick rate of normal uh, competitive first person shooters. Yeah, I can probably think of a couple times, two yeah. times that, that that happened to me. Yep. So that is an issue to be aware of. Uh, like I said, probably only twice I've noticed it in the in the uh, since launch. I guess the eight or ten hours I've played it. So it is an annoyance. I don't know if they're going to fix that after like the hype dies down and it settles into you know just a normal normal player base. <coughs> Uh, I mean, it had a good launch, so something has to be wrong. Yeah, actually, I wanted to talk about that, too, because uh, when I, I first went to play it like 10 minutes after it launched. It launched here at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, and I went to log in at about 7.10 and nothing. Couldn't connect to the servers. I was like, oh, great, here we go, D- another Diablo 3. Uh, but it turns out there was some sort of issue, and the game just ended up launching 20 minutes early. As soon as I got in, that was it. I, I had no problems after that. So, yeah, got to commend them on that, especially the whole online only thing. You know, last time should they we did be it, commending them work. on that, Dan, or should we? Expect no, that? we should expect that. You're absolutely right. That's a, that's um, a good point. <laughs> we should expect. Uh, it's sad and, that we should have to commend them on that. You're right. I you're was absolutely just gonna right. say, where are we now in games where we have to commend a company for having a smooth launch? Yep. Um, you're you're absolutely right. We shouldn't commend them. It should be expected, definitely. Uh, but I, I did expect at least some sort of issue, um, but I, ju- I didn't have any, <coughs> which was nice for a, a change. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and we, we can talk about our experience with the, the console version as well. Here, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, how do you feel about the $60 only entry fee on console? Surprising. I, I don't know that I would pay $60 for Overwatch. Oh, I like that. I like that um, talk. I think 40, I yeah. 40 is about the maximum of, of what yep. I – maybe 50. Like because if you get the Amazon version or if you get it from Amazon or the Best Buy Gamers Club, it's 48. That's pushing it. Um, mm-hmm. $40 is, is a good good price point. 60 yeah. I think is pro- probably too much, at least, for, at least for now. Here's where I'm at with that. I don't <laughs> – I know I'll get $60 worth out of it. Sure. But I don't like that it is $60 because there other than like online shooter there isn't that much to it. Yeah. Cuz if you think about it there's really only like two or three game modes and there's like there's a good amount of maps and there's a lot of characters but 
I don't know. I just don't like paying $60 for an online shooter only as much as I know I'll get my money's worth out of it. And I was really surprised that there wasn't a $40 console version. Well, that's my my issue with that is I, I, I know I've been on here before saying, like, I don't really like to bitch about the $60 price. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But since there is another version that has a $40 entry fee, yep. I feel like I have the right to bitch about the $60 sure. price for the consoles. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's right because it's really, it's really not. It shouldn't be a sixty dollars game. In my I would. Opinion. Can you? I'd like to know the reasoning. Can you buy it digitally on the consoles, or is it physical only? Digital. You can buy too. it digitally, but there's only sixty dollars. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't like that. I don't I think sixty dollars is too much. Um. Yeah. So I mean, as far as my my time with the console, I had a kind of a rough go because I went straight from the PC to playing on the console. Yeah, and uh, and I've had the same issue with Rocket League uh, fairly recently, where I'd be playing with like you guys or something, and I'd go back to PS4, and it's like, oh, this is like playing in mud, you know? Yeah. And then I'd get on the Xbox, and I'm like, oh my god, my car's like drowning in mud. Right. But yeah, it's it it was the same kind of thing. I mean, it ran fine. Yeah. It was just going from the PC with the mouse and keyboard, and then going to the PS4. It was like it just felt so much slower and less responsive it was tough to play okay but if you if you don't have a pc then you probably wouldn't notice at all right yeah so by all means yeah, yeah like i do think it's a really good uh console port it's just because i play it on pc that like I'm, I'm spoiled it runs at 60 frames per second on all versions too so that's an important important thing to yeah know. so that's a good thing here's the thing with me i have like 240 dollars in my paypal account that just won't go into my bank account <clears throat> oh really? It just, it literally will not transfer. It so takes a I, couple weeks. I I did it like three weeks ago. Oh man, really? It's crazy. It won't go in, so it's just sitting there, and I'm like, do I just buy stuff with it? It usually just it usually takes me overnight to get money from PayPal to my my bank. I I've had so many issues with PayPal. Oh wow, that's another story though. But like, I think it's your bank. I've never had any issues. It's probably my bank. You're right. I had a lot of issues with them, so. Who's your bank? Visions Federal Credit Union. I don't have an issue. Really? I had a lot maybe... of trouble with them. Maybe you, is they... your checking account linked? Yep. Is it a checking account or is it a savings account? Checking. Hmm. I can't speak to this because I, I, no, I don't have my account linked, so I've never had to do that. <clears throat> it's Well, I got money sent to me because like, me and a group of people went in for a present for one of our friends. And like Johnny lives in Florida, so he sends me the money, has to wait 21 days to get it. Really? So, like, what? Yeah. Because it's like... Do you have PayPal? Yeah. And what? I was like, I send Eric money just Instantly. about every every week. Yeah. And like Eric gets it with my drugs and hookers with it. Yep, <laughs> that's really where the money's been going. What else would you spend money on? I mean, you go on the dark net and buy heroin. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I I just have this money sitting here, and I'm like, well, I do have like five or six people who got it on PS4. I'm like, maybe I'll just buy Overwatch on the PS4 and still have a ton of money for whatever else. I know uh, Jared was going to buy it for PS4. Yeah, and I know uh, two people that work at the store that I'm located at, Eric, who play oh. it. So, I don't know. Yep. We, you, you might have free PS4 Overwatch sitting there someday. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'd buy, I'd think about it if it was 40 just to play with you. Because, I, I, like I said, I've, when I've played with friends, I've had a good time. But. Yeah. 
Yeah, the forty dollars version is also not the default one. <clears throat> when you go into the store to buy buy it on no. Battle.net, they they take it right to the sixty one. You have to click back into the into the shop and Overwatch thing. section to buy it. <laughs> uh, video game tactics, yeah. right there. Yeah, I mean Flipping. the sixty dollars version. Like, I, if you play all those other games, you get, I mean, neat skins and stuff. Uh, so for, for those people, it might be worth it. Like, uh, Hearth, it's got Hearthstone stuff in it. It's got Diablo stuff in it. Uh, it's got a Winston pet for World of Warcraft. So if you play all those games, it might be worth it for you, but I, I don't play any of those games. So, which is why I ended up <clears throat> getting the $60 version on PC because I knew I was going to buy Tracer and Heroes of the Storm anyway, right? uh, with real money. And basically the money that I spent on the game was got me Tracer on Heroes of the Storm on top of other stuff for the other games. Right. So, okay. Any other thoughts on Overwatch? Two of us like it, two of us don't. Really? I wouldn't even say I don't like it, Dan. Not your bag, right? Yeah. Uh, like I said before, I think it's a shitty game. I just happen to like it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Corey, any other thoughts? I. Not for you. It's just something about it. I, I don't even want to say I don't like it. I just want to abstain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Will? I love it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Having a good time. I'll get a month or two out of it and then be on to the next thing probably. But maybe not. Before, before the saltiness creeps in. Uh, yeah, I, get out. Get out while it's still good. I'm with Will at this point. Like I don't I don't I don't care anymore. It's fine. I'm so hardened from all that stuff. That I need it. Like, whatever. And that's the thing. I don't care either, but I need them to know I don't care. Yeah. And, and I don't know how thing. to. You can't, you can't get that across. You can't communicate that. There's not a good if emoji for. There's not, not a good emoji for, like, pff, whatever. That's what you, people are asking for in Hearthstone because you can squelch the opponent yeah. so you can't hear what they're emoting. Uh, but people want them to know that you squelch them. Yeah. Because otherwise they think they're getting under your skin. Sure. True. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, it's like uh, who was it on? Was it Giant Beast or Bomb? Uh, we talked about this. The story with the where the guy blew smoke in his kid's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he definitely won won that battle because he told him to keep smoking as much as he possibly could. And that's how that's what I want to do to that person. Yeah, keep being salty, you know. bud. Fuck you. Never change. Keep being yeah, salty. Exactly. Keep racking up all that negative karma. Bad karma. Okay. Uh, let's move on to nibble bits. Um, I'm going to go first only because I'm, I have one, and then Corey has a bunch, so we'll we'll go to him next. Uh, so I, I guess kind of the big news in the past couple days, No Man's Sky has reportedly been delayed again. Sources have related to various gaming sites. Uh, delay. Possible release date hasn't of, been confirmed. Right? Not confirmed. Nope. There's been no official word, but the possible release date, July or August, at the absolute earliest, is what they said. So, and I saw like retailers are putting coming soon stickers over the release date, over the actual release date. Yep. So, I but think I also saw yeah. that some are saying they had heard nothing of this. Okay. Yeah. So, so it. Kind of... uh, yeah. So no, no confirmation on that. I, I mean, I would. I guess I would wait until you officially hear that it's going to be going to be delayed but uh that's the rumor on the street for now we shall see that really sucks uh for one specific reason for me personally Mm -hmm. because i've been in kind of a gaming funk uh for the 
you know, past little while. And part part of that's because, you know, my wife moved down here finally, so I've been spending a lot of time with her, which has been great. Um, but you know, it also takes time away from gaming, which, whatever. I'm having a good time regardless. But mm-hmm. it also kind of puts you in a little bit of a funk. Sure. Uh, when you're finding something to play, because the time I do have is kind of limited, so I can really only play a game like Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Um, and No Man's Sky was coming out the day after she starts her new job. So, like, you know, it, it just lined up really well for me to be able to put a, a fair amount of time into it. It would have been a nice welcome home party. No, exactly. <laughs> I, I was hoping that it was going to be like, okay, here's the thing to get me back into gaming. Sure. You know? And now, fuck. I was going to transition right from, like, playing a lot of Overwatch to right into No Man's Sky. That was yeah. going to be my, my transition, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know, that being said, I think we're all in the same boat with make it good. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I'm still definitely going to get it, no no doubt about that, but... Yeah, same here. The timing was just perfect. That's right. That's why it sucks for me. Yep. Okay. That's all I got for Enable Bits. Corey, take it away. Oh, boy. Got quite a few here. According to a Kotaku source, Microsoft is prepping two new Xbox models for release in the next two years. Uh, This year, allegedly, 2016, we will see a smaller, cheaper Xbox One. Uh, Possibly will include a two-terabyte hard drive, which I guess is double the biggest... Of the current models? Yes. Uh, and we should hear more about that at E3. So just an Xbox One Slim. I don't think anybody's too surprised about that. But in 2017, we're expecting a more powerful version of the Xbox One, and it's currently codenamed Scorpio with a major upgrade to its GPU. It is supposed to be Oculus-ready, and uh, Microsoft is apparently pursuing an Oculus partnership Obviously, to compete with the PlayStation VR stuff. Um, I want to talk about the... the it's kind of obvious with the Xbox deals that are going on right now. Because me and like a group of friends went in to get somebody an Xbox One for their birthday. And we got uh, Xbox One, two controllers, NHL 16, the Collector's Edition of Halo 5, Far Cry 4... Forza Horizon 2 and uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider for like $415. It's pretty There's good a deal. bundle right now at uh, Best Buy where you get shit, I can't remember exactly, but you get a $75 gift card and uh, like two, one or two free games, good games with it. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought the same thing when I saw it. Well, I was like, ah, I see they're trying to fucking push out inventory. They're offloading stock. Exactly. Well, we know where they're not buying it, don't we, Corey? <laughs> oh, yeah. Was not that in Japan. Of yours? No, it's not, but... Uh, oh, I thought... I was like, my first segue of all time. No, that was... I should have I should have written a post on Thumbstick Athletes about that, because that was my own research by reading the NPD numbers in, out of Japan and stuff. But now that you mention it, I, I will say uh, that PlayStation Vitas have, have sold this past week in Japan 152 times more than Xbox Ones. Incredible. That's crazy. There was like 70-some Xbox One sold in 10,000-something PlayStation Vitas. Wow. So. What? Yeah. Yep. 
I don't even know why Microsoft bothers with Japan. None of their systems have sold any co- any any at all in Japan. I wouldn't even bother with it. I don't know. I really don't. Um, They're obviously not getting any market saturation. No, I, said, and I listen to the the eight four play podcast, uh, and they talk about all it all the time, and and they don't even talk about Xbox One because it's it's just not. Yeah, they're out of Japan. It's just not a thing in Japan. I, I bet you they sold. Not, we're not dismissive or anything. It's just you don't. It's just not a thing. Yeah, you don't talk about. It. It's like what I mean. What's here that we could relate that to? I bet you they sold more Wii U's than oh way Xbox more. Ones. Yeah, not even not even close. And that's the, the closest. That's a dead console essentially. So. Uh, apparently Kotaku is also being told that Microsoft plans an iterative approach for their consoles bear in mind this is all reports uh, from sources so that means more like Apple uh, with like backwards compatible and cross platform uh, with Windows games which I like the cross platform thing Um, if we see Xbox games on PC I'm happy I don't ever need to buy a console but I don't know like We've talked about this a little bit, but like a, a new console every two years, like just get a PC. That's too much. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Like, what's the point I, of having? I gotta be honest. If that happens, I'm switching completely to PC. Yeah, I don't I don't have the money to go out and buy a five hundred dollar console every two years. Fuck that. They they want to go the route of cell phones, uh, but what <clears throat> the difference between the cell phones and the and the consoles is, you know, as, like this phone's like a six hundred dollar phone that you get every year to, or two, um, but you know it's it's broken down into your monthly payment, and you kind of you know the cost of the the full cost of the phone's broken up into your you don't really into see your it. yeah you don't see it uh, rather than uh, I mean I guess you could put your new console on a credit card, but it's still you're still like like Eric said plunking down four or five hundred dollars every two years for you know a game what does that console. break down to monthly. I don't know. I can't do that math Not right much, now. much, but... I mean, yeah, maybe it's just like you sign up for Xbox Live and you just get... Get a console. I'd be and, cool with that, and, probably. And Xbox like 30, Live, yeah, you know, $25, $30 a month. Yeah. I'd probably be all right with that. That actually doesn't sound too bad. And then every two years, you... Every <laughs> two years, like you... cable box? Yeah, you trade yeah. it in and get, get the newest one. Sounds all right, actually. That does sound good. There was no mention of that, but... No, that's our idea. Don't take it. Yeah. Well, it's as good as taken now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if it means anything, Polygon corroborated all this information, so it's it's probably more than likely. Uh, and I, I kind of uh, I always like to read the comments in these articles and see like what the popular opinion is. And one of the top rated comments on this Kotaku post uh, was from Jago eighty one. I'll even give Jago some credit here. Uh, and this was his comment: I expected it to be two to three years before the good games start coming out, which you can kind of expect with a new console. Uh, instead, the hardware is being replaced. What the f-, f fluff? Basically, I bought Halo Five and Uncharted Four for over six hundred bucks each. Yeah, that's the way he looks at it. And that I mean, if that's all, he, if that's all he's looking for, then yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's definitely more good games, but those yeah. are like those are the exclusives. Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys this. What do you think the pricing is going to be if this thing is Oculus ready? What's an Oculus PC cost? Uh, Mostly eight, about the eight or nine hundred bucks, yeah. Which is how much is that? Nine eighty. It depends on if they're going for like if you're going for full high quality games, it's going to take something beefy. 
Uh, but if you're like making your own like mini games, like like Wii Sports type of thing, uh, but for Oculus Rift for Xbox, like you, you know, you're not gonna need as much graf- graphical. Don't you think that'd prowess. be such a huge mistake? I do, but I, you never know what the, what kind of stupid things. I'm really things worried about do. this VR thing. Here's the thing, though. If if so, like the the PlayStation VR isn't going to be super powerful. Well, relative to the did the... you see the the article about that today? Yeah, there was no. a big article about it today. Go ahead. They're Eric. saying that the reason that they're they're putting out the uh, Neo is because what you just said, the PS4 itself, the base version, is not powerful enough. Yeah, I can and that's see. why they're doing this. Yeah. Well, even if we're comparing like the upgraded PS4, the Neo, to the 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 upgraded Xbox. Um, I still don't think they're as powerful as uh, what we're going to see on the Oculus and the and what we see on the Vive. Oh, wow. Um, so the thing about that is if these developers start making VR games for PlayStation at that level, they can use those games and port them to the Oculus for, for Xbox and double. Yeah. Not necessarily double, but, you know, there's another uh, market there for to, to make more sales. Sure. So that would be an easy. I mean, I don't know what kind of agreements PlayStation has in in uh, regards to publishing deals for VR games and stuff with third party developers, but could well, be the type of thing. Probably find out in a few weeks. Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this this all plays out. I think it's crazy, and I'm just happy I didn't buy a console. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Corey's right again, isn't he? God. Always right. Damn it. I bought all of them. Yeah, I've bought I just I'm on my second Xbox One. <laughs> hey, that know. that controller that controller alone was worth it. That's a pretty tight controller. That controller's amazing. Yeah. And I can use that on PC, right? Yep. Yeah. That's probably worth it. Yep. Or it will be at some point. Sure. You'll get your use out of it. Sure. Go ahead, Corey. We good on that? Anybody got any more thoughts on uh, new no. Xboxes? I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I think it's it's interesting, even though he kind of walked it back. How Phil Spencer said that they weren't looking to do that, and I know shortly after that he he walked it back a little bit. But he always kind of struck me as the guy who was telling it how it is. Yeah. Straight shooter. Yeah, but I don't know. At the same time, he has a boss that's probably telling him what to say. Yeah, that's. I mean. That's the problem. Everyone's got a boss. Yes, yep. they do. Except for us. That's Dan's true. our boss. No, I'm not. Dan Dan Weird. rules with an iron fist. <laughs> I rule with the exact opposite of an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> with a fluffy velvet pillow. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's why we're so successful. <laughs> In lighter news, the Pac twelve <laughs> will become the first NCAA conference to run and broadcast esports. So I read the the press release. Uh, I pulled out the most interesting part. Quote, teams from campuses will participate based on a specific game, and the competitions will include head-to-head matchups in studios as well as a tournament in conjunction with a Pac-12 championship event. Ooh. The game titles and event formats are still to be determined, but will be announced, but will be announced in the coming months. Go Ducks. Oregon. Yeah. Sure. Second to be... Pac-12. USC, That's, uh, Oregon, yeah, USC, uh, Stanford, Arizona. Oh, I'm pulling UCLA. Stanford. I'm pulling for the nerdy boys. Like Stanford. That was another big part of the press release, like uh, how big it is in their like engineering programs and, oh, sure. and stuff like that. That they feel like it's a really valid and worthwhile 
scholastic thing. Huh. Absolutely. So they're going to do like scholarships and whatnot. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No. I'm all about I think it's I think it's great. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Um I <clears throat> I would have liked to have been a part of that, you know, when in my younger days, but I probably wouldn't be very good at esports for the same reason I was never very good at regular sports because I never wanted to practice or work very hard at them. So, yeah, right, but can... it's the reason that I don't like Overwatch it's lack of effort on my part. Fair, fair enough. How great is it going to be though when like you get like instead of soccer mom, you get like video game mom. I'm going to be She's video game really dad. supportive in her child's endeavors <laughs> to get a scholarship oh, for his video game my, playing. My son's going to be the same as me. He's never. Hopefully not, but he's probably not going to be. <laughs> I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want him to go on the same route as me and never put enough effort into anything, you know. But he's, you know, he's going down that road now. I got to try to coax him the right way. My daughter, on the other hand, will probably be good at sports and maybe good at, e- at video games for esports. You'll you'll also get the. Uh, you remember the water boy? How his mom didn't yeah. want him to play foosball. Yeah. You also get those moms. Yep. Foosball is for the devil. Yeah. So. Esports is for the devil. Yeah. Kathy I look Bates. forward to those days. Speaking of esports, another esport related nibble bit. The White House is required to respond to an esports related petition after I uh, got 100,000 signatures. I guess that's the the amount needed that's for limit, the, huh? the White House required to respond. Uh, they have 60 days to respond. But that doesn't mean they have to take any action. They just need to respond. Yeah, just talk uh, about How it. great would it be if somebody just, like, typed in the press release, yep. <laughs> and that was it. Like, That'd that, be that. great. But the, the petition was regarding uh, esports, esport athletes being eligible for athletic visas. Currently, they're not. And really? what they want, yeah. Well, that seems weird. Yeah. I guess they, they're going on tourist visas right now. I don't know. Huh. But anyway, Dan, this one's for you. Skylanders is now a CCG called Battlecast, which launched yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> for iOS and Android. I guess they did pack-in cards in the past with the promise that they'd be used later on, mm-hmm. and it's not until now that uh, that they actually are. Apparently, it's very iterative of Hearthstone, uh, which is totally fine because Hearthstone is very iterative of other card games, so I don't think anybody has any right to get upset about that. Yeah. Um, and the way it works is, like in Hearthstone, you can earn cards by doing in-game things for free, or you can buy, you can't do this with Hearthstone, but you can buy physical boosters at retail, uh, which you then scan with your phone to get them in the game. I was going to download it and try it, but I forgot. Me too. So, I will get to that. I'm curious. Sure. I like the idea of there being a physical element to the CCG. I would yeah. love if there were physical Hearthstone cards. That would be fun. Yeah. Whatever. That'll what? come at some point. Yeah, I hope so. Now, I don't think it'll it would work as a physical. I don't think you could sit down and play it with somebody else in person. But uh, some component of that, you know, w- whether it is buying booster packs and maybe there's uh, retail exclusive cards or something like that. I don't know. <clears throat> Rocket League is now cross platform between Xbox One and PC, so now the PC players can play with Xbox One players and PS4 players. However. Xbox One players and PS4 players can still not play against each other. Uh, I read that article, and it said it was going to unlock like 6 p.m. on Tuesday. I logged in at about 6 p.m. on Tuesday and went on a nine-game winning streak. Felt great. I told myself I wasn't going to stop till I lost and uh, nice. lost the 10th game, and that's when I stopped. But uh, 
slim pickings that day, or easy pickings, I should say, for for Rocket League. I finally was able to rank up in some some division or some uh, playlists after ranking down the past few times I've been playing. So it was nice. Was it after last week's podcast that we played two on two, or was that two weeks ago? Uh, I think it was last week. Was it? Yeah, I forgot we, about that. We went on a pretty good winning streak. Yeah, we did. We did well. We were six and four. Yeah, or no, we were better than that. We, like we that. were we were five and one when we did two versus two. Yeah, which I really I know Eric talked about it uh, last week or the week before or something, but I really like two v two. Yeah, it's, it's fun, fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a lot more fun. And we played a lot yeah. better because me and Corey could just communicate with each other what yeah. we were gonna do. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is getting a retail physical release for Steam and Xbox One. The standard edition will be $20. Uh, for $10 more, you can get the limited edition, which will include a steelbook, soundtrack CD, two posters, and two postcards. It's out June 14th. Kind of ask myself, who's this for? Uh, yeah, right? Like, who's going to walk in this? That, yeah, didn't people play this game that wanted to play this game? Like, is it that big of a deal? Yeah, I guess there is enough people, from what I understand in reading the comments, there's enough people out there that really adore that game to the point where they would go out just to have physical trinkets to go with the game. But, like, if you don't know anything about Ori and the Blind Forest and you walk into a GameStop, I don't, that's not gonna. I might argue that. Really? There's, like, there's no short hair. Yeah, but the front of the box, like, the people that go into GameStop to buy games are probably not looking for games with nice art. They're looking for yeah, right. short-haired, handsome guy with a gun. Duty, bro. Yeah. They're looking for Uncharted. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I don't think artsy platformers really jump out to retail GameStop yeah, I was, shopper. I was pretty far off base there. <laughs> you it's never know. Good. You never know. I mean, there's people who just who are into that kind of game who just don't read up online about games and, and see the digital games and stuff so right there could be but i don't know uh terraria will yeah terraria's newest update makes electrical engineering easier really so this one focuses on the use of wires and electric switches you can whatnot, do that in the game yeah uh so i went and read their blog post from relogic as the developer and they cited things like automatic doors that only an open and close for the player, street lights that only turn on at night, um, defending your turf from monsters with a variety of traps, and even advanced machines like animated fountains, player accelerators, and digital displays. I didn't know that all existed. I think there were wires, but it was very limited. I think they just recently added the ability to do all that other stuff. Well, That's crazy. Fallout 4 did it first. Yeah, Shut. We're gonna, we'll be talking Fallout. Just you wait. Oh God, I really want to play Terraria again. There's enough new content, you know. They keep adding to it that I could play through it and just enjoy the hell out of it again. So yeah, I'm ready. We should start. You guys are starting ground level. I might see if I can't get in. What I think I might do is uh, I've been leaving my PC on all day, which I I don't like to do, but I've been doing it for a variety of different reasons. Uh, Plex being one of them. My having my Plex server up and running so I can play movies from my Xbox or phone or whatever. Uh, I'll just put up a Terraria server and just let it run, and we can all just log in and out as we like. That's cool. 
Okay. I like that. I think that would be all right. And my last nibble bit, Romancing Saga 2 is out today. Today. Right now. For iOS and Android for seventeen ninety nine. Uh, if you don't know what Romantic Saga is, it's a classic Square Enix RPG that never released outside of Japan. So if you're in the mood for a classic JRPG from Square Enix. I'll wait till it comes on to Steam. Yeah, that's inevitable. If you're in the mood for that, first of all, what is your problem? <laughs> that's one actually uh, I remember reading about Nintendo Power. They had a lot of stuff about that, but you know it was a tease because it was never going to come over. And release in the West. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. It's just hard for me. And I don't get me wrong. I think $18 is a totally fair price uh, on mobile for, for this. But uh, it's just too much for me right now. Yeah, I don't like the controls on touchscreen. Uh, maybe I can get it on the shield because I've got Over the controller. It, Dan. No, it's terrible. No, Dan's absolutely right. Terrible. Oh, it's not that bad, you it's guys. the worst. Oh, it's the worst. Really Corey, you don't have these fat sausage fingers getting in the way of everything. <laughs> Look at that. Just Dan so and I fat. are working with some bad stuff here. Uh, the amount of times I fat finger keys playing games on my <laughs> with my keyboard. Oh, god! Fat finger. But anyway, you know what I'll buy you for your birthday, Dan, is a virtual or a, a joystick, physical joystick. How for, about that for piloting games for your phone? No, a control controller. Oh, Bluetooth clip-on. Yeah. I've been wanting to get one of those. Me too, but I've been waiting for there to be the one. The one, you know? yeah. And there just hasn't, none of them, I don't think, have risen to the top yet. It's yeah. Just, so you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, That's Corey? that. No, that's it. All right. How's your week? Uh, Rough, to be honest. Uh, a lot going on this week. Uh, I had a hard time getting into any games. The only day I had to play games, really, was Tuesday. Um, I tried to play Final Fantasy IX, but I've been, just been too sleepy. That's the one game I've been playing that I've been enjoying. Uh, Rocket League still does me good. But even Hearthstone, I'm just kind of annoyed with the whole thing because I've been trying to use the same deck, learn how to play it perfectly, and, you know, rank up because I, I want to get to Legend. But it's just frustrating me and making dislike the game, mm-hmm. making me dislike the game even more and more. So I don't know. Uh, I've been mulching all week at work. And it's today, I think it almost hit 90. It's backbreaking. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, sorry, dude. And I've been <laughs> mowing some properties around me for some extra cash. So I've just been busting my butt. And then there's a wedding this weekend, and we got company coming. So I've been doing that. My girlfriend uh, decided she wants to celebrate her birthday tomorrow. So I've been preparing for that. Uh, it's just, it's been a very busy, hard, stressful week. But, you know, I've tried to take care of myself really well, like eating the right things and hydrating a lot, and it's working out really well. I've been going to bed really early. You don't have to brag about it. No, I've been going to bed really early, and I, Dan, I tried your trick of a tablespoon of almond butter. Yeah. Before bed. (laughs) I think it's working. Yeah. What was that for? It's It's so when you wake up, you don't feel like you woke up from death. Yeah. It's to me. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maintaining blood sugar like overnight because you get a lot of times when you wake up in the morning and feel like garbage, it's because of low blood sugar because you haven't had anything to eat in, you know, whatever, Um, 10, 12 hours. Does it have to specifically be almond butter? Uh, That was just what I heard. You could do peanut butter or something like that. Having something small to eat before you go to bed. All right. 
I think almond butter uh, is good because the protein. It's it's slower it's burning. Slow or release, something. Yeah. yeah, slow release. I think that's why. I even, don't know. Even a handful of nuts right before bed. Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting mad anyway. That's why my girlfriend wakes up all chipper. <laughs> <laughs> good call. No, she is not a morning person. No, well, me neither. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh yeah, I don't know. I really don't have I don't have a ton to talk about. I I didn't really watch anything interesting. I haven't played anything interesting. I haven't I don't know. It's just been one of those weeks where I haven't really had a second to myself. So. Yeah. Okay, Eric, how about you? What do you got? Yeah, a few things to talk about. Uh, first, I did want to congratulate my wife on her second bachelor's degree. Yeah. Uh, she graduated from Binghamton University with a nursing degree. Officially, um, I've, I've obviously talked about how her job situation, but there was kind of a turn of events with her job situation. So she had applied to all of the hospitals in the surrounding Charlottesville area and hadn't heard, hadn't heard back from them. So she's like, well, I guess I'll apply to the Richmond ones, which is an hour away. So I got back to her real quick, offered her position. She took it. Of course, yesterday, didn't she get an email from University of Virginia, which is like five minutes down the road. Oh, yeah. The good part is the the hospital that she's going to be at has much better benefits uh-huh. and like uh, like good things for down the road, like uh, reimbursement for when she because she, she wants to go back to school and do like a specialization. Uh, they offer like daycare, so they have much better things as far as that goes. But it's also an hour drive, so right. I don't know. Take um, good bad, I guess. Can she just tell the other people, like, yeah, I changed my mind? She doesn't want to because it's better. Oh, okay. Well, and, in that case. And, I mean, it's she's working three 12-hour days, so it's not as awful as it would be. Sure. You know? She's only got to do it three times a week. Um, and, you know, when our when our lease is up, depending on our situation, we may look for a house um, in between Charlottesville and Richmond. So, that, you know, it's just going to suck for a little while, basically. Yeah. Um, so let's see what else, um, my, my internet situation has improved dramatically. They installed Ting fiber, uh, which supposedly can go up to a thousand megabytes up and down. I have yet to see those kinds of speeds. Uh, it was pretty good yesterday. Um, I had heard this rumor that Xbox and PlayStation had kind of a disparity as far as speeds of download and upload with Xbox being greater. Uh Uh-huh. So I did speed tests on the PS4 and Xbox yesterday, uh, back-to-back, and the Xbox far surpassed what the PS4 was bringing to the table. Really? Really, because whenever I download something, I always feel like my PlayStation does it faster. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I downloaded a gigabyte game in, like, under two minutes on the Xbox, and when I started downloading Doom today, it was going to take... Ages and I realized partly because it's a fifty-seven gigabyte game. It's pretty big. But it was still, yeah, it was still going to take way longer than it should have. Wow. Um, and I, I had heard this before that this was a thing. So do you? I, me- I guess it's true. Do you remember what the speeds were for Xbox? Yeah, either either bull or both. I remember Xbox was a, oh was slightly over a hundred up and down. Oh okay. Oh wow. And. <laughs> I look to the right, and my wife is laying on the floor staring at me. She's been at the gym. She just got home and didn't announce herself. Oh, okay. So it threw me for a loop. Nice. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And the PlayStation was like 
35 down. Wow. 10 That's to 15 up. Pretty significant difference. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, and, and I, I realized uh, that we are still sharing internet with an apartment complex. Right. So uh, the speeds are going to vary, but I mean, that was back to back, so. Did you... But nonetheless, much better. Yeah. Uh, both wired, too? No, neither wired. Why? Uh, did you do your computer wired, or is your computer wireless? No, none of it's wired because of where they put the damn router. That sucks. Oh, they put it in the worst possible spot. I'd have wires running throughout the house. Yeah. Luckily, it's fast enough that it doesn't make a difference, yeah. but, like, I wish it was wired, you know? Right. If I really wanted to, I could probably wire the Xbox and PlayStation and, like, staple or tape down the wires along the wall, but I'm not going to do that because yeah. it's fast enough, so. Yeah. Um, I purchased Doom today, which I'm really excited about. I have not played it yet, but I've heard nothing but great things on all the podcasts I listen to. Yep. So, looking forward to playing that. And the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, I had seen an ad for this show, Preacher, on AMC, and I thought it looked really cool, so I made a point to watch it uh, this past weekend, and I was not disappointed. I thought it was amazing. It's, like, kind of spiritual and some supernatural stuff going on, and Dan, you you told me it was based off a comic book, yep, uh, which I did not know, and it just is super violent and action-packed, some really cool, weird characters um i can't wait to watch more of it yeah so. I, I it's one i'll probably i'll try and watch after uh after the season's through i'll try and try and watch it on amazon or something yeah it looked good okay yeah so that's that's pretty much it for me uh i you know what and since i didn't actually play this i'll talk about it now um it turns out my wife is actually really into sim city games oh which i didn't know um, so she told me she wanted me to find her like Sim City from like 1998 or when she used to play it. And I was like, mm, no, it's going to be not nearly as good as you remember it. So I saw this Sim City game on uh, mobile that had good reviews. Uh-huh. So I had her download it to give it a try. She's really liking it. Like I would say borderline addicted to it. All right. More than I've seen her use her phone before for maybe Candy Crush was the only exception for that. Uh, but it hits a wall pretty fast where microtransactions are almost a must unless you're super patient. Uh, of course. So, yeah. You could try, um, if you want to get her a computer one, try GOG.com. They'll have all the old ones on there. Well, I because I, Will has City Skylines. Oh, yeah. That's right. So yeah. I downloaded that for her to try. I think she's a little bit intimidated by trying a new game because she hasn't played like an actual sure. video game in so long um so I, I'm, I'm hoping that i can just kind of sit down with her and and look at it because that's one that i've wanted to play for a while too yeah so. and you could also get that uh pile of garbage the new sim city that came out a few years ago well, yeah it was so bad i was like i'm not gonna put her through that <laughs> i told her there was a new sim city but it got such shittier I was like, I'm not going to play that. And I knew you had City Skyline, so I installed it. But uh, we haven't had a chance to play it yet. Nice. So, that's it. All right, Will, what do you got? Uh, Honestly, nothing. Just school's done, so I've just been working a lot and playing a lot of video games because I have a lot of time now to play video games. Beautiful. So, I played a lot of Fire Emblem. I played a lot of uh, Far Harbor. Um overwatch and pretty much watching all the hockey and growing a mustache 
You got the Crosby going. Thank you. <laughs> it's I better told, than what Crosby's got. I actually told one of my friends that I am better at something than Sidney Crosby, and, it, <laughs> and that's growing facial hair. Um, and, you know, I'm going to that wedding this weekend, and I can't shave the mustache, so... No. Hey, it's not your wedding. Yeah. That's true. So I just have this little... This little fuzz duster. <laughs> I hope that you get in Wang so duster. much trouble for that. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be totally worth it. It's like I said. It's just like I'm when I'm at like work, I'm in contacts because there's other people with mustaches here there. So it's just like everyone's like, oh, it's probably something they're doing. But when I'm out in public, it just I am so out of like I feel so weird with it. Yeah. Like, if I meet people, it's like I'm covering my lip saying, hi, I'm Will. Like, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm Wool. Wool. I'm Wool. Uh, I don't know. It's, I do not do facial hair well, but I got to keep it going. Just say you're, you're practicing for Movember. <laughs> yeah, that works, too. Getting geared up. Building up. I don't know. This is about a month, so this is all I can do for a whole month. Wow. <laughs> oh, dang. Yep. <laughs> I'm not I don't I mean do any of us grow facial hair well Dan's got pretty good hair I He's just shaved right. I shaved uh, I knew I'd have to shave for the wedding or maybe not are you going to shave Dan no do I have to okay. well maybe I shouldn't have then but I uh, I knew uh, I had I'd be getting a lot of sun and I didn't want to shave after getting a lot of sun and have you know white Tan lines yeah on my face. Bikini lines on your face. I shaved last that's weekend. A, that's a really good point. I don't think there's enough there on my upper lip. That no, you're good. <laughs> you're, you're all right. Uh, that's literally it for me, though. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Corey. I, I mean, other than my couple of hours at night of game time, I haven't had a free moment. It's just that time of the year. There's just so much shit going on. Uh, yeah. My wife's been interviewing for, for principal jobs like all over all over New York, so she hasn't been home very much, and all school shit and for the kids and goodness gracious. Um, so yeah, I really haven't done anything other than play video games. But uh, after the episode, me and Corey are going to talk the most recent episodes of Game of Thrones, a classic. Uh, uh, yeah, some fairly major shit went down uh, after last week's episode or during last week's episode. So we'll talk yes, about that. It- it was one of those episodes where we always try to watch with other people and yeah. like we just like everybody just being like what oh my god you know just having that shared moment of revelation it's great i needed to lay down after this week's episode i was yeah. depressed god i so. wish i could get into that show <laughs> i so badly want it I, we're me and my wife are going to go back and, and watch from the beginning like after the season's over because uh, it's gonna be weird to see like all the you know all the characters that are alive in it at the beginning that aren't alive, you know, when we're watching it now and, uh, you know, just, it's, 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 it's an entirely different show, I think from the beginning to where it is now, you know? Yeah. So, but I don't want to talk any more about it. Go ahead, Corey. Just quickly. Who was it? I think it was, uh, not Carson Daly. Who's Carson Palmer? No, late show. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, I don't know why I thought of Carson Daly. Uh, had the, the 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 double D's on to apologize for the oh, first time yeah. for the episode. Did yeah. you see that? No, I heard a little bit about it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't oh, read into it. My God, it was so funny. Like 
we just want to apologize for all the people that are saying hold the door. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows all these idiots just being like, hey, hold the door. <laughs> hold the door. Trying to, it's so funny. Nice. Is okay. that a Game of Thrones reference? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, we'll take... I want to know what's, what it's in reference to. Me too. Maybe you can just tell me at some point. Yeah, I could, but you'd just be like, that sounds so stupid. Yeah. Well, it probably is. <laughs> Out of context, I could see. Yeah. Yeah. But Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with what we played and feedback uh, in just a few moments. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 253 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played. Um, uh, I think we'll start with Will. Um, let's hear yeah. about let's hear about Far Harbor. All right, so um, Far Harbor starts off with you going to uh, Nick Valentine's detective agency, and the you remember you guys remember Ellie? She's the one in there who uh, helps Nick with all of the detective work. Yeah, she goes. Uh, I got a case for you guys. It's um, you have to find somebody's missing daughter. You have to go talk to the family. So you and Nick go to this house all the way in the top, like, northern part of the map and, like, kind of just extends out a little bit. Uh, basically, the daughter, who's named Kasumi, ran away to Far Harbor because she thought she was a synth or whatever. And she was, like, fixing up a radio and made contact with this synth refugee up in Far Harbor. And they convinced her to go out, so she ran away. And the parents are, like, really worried and want you to go. So you're like, yeah, like, me and Nick will go and check it out. So you go up there, and the first place you get to is you meet the harbor men, which are, like, the humans on there, and they're the the people that are native to the island. And they're kind of, like, mean to you because you're a mainlander and, like, treat you like garbage. Uh, and what happens is you end up, they end up telling you that there's a synth refugee and you go up there, you head up there and you talk to the leader there and you find Kasumi and basically the story from there, uh, progresses on. Um, I don't want to spoil what happens because I really like the story for Far Harbor. I thought it was really good. Um, and what I do like about it is you can solve because the, there's like a, a war kind of going on with tensions between the synths, the native people, and the children of Adam. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, a war is about to break out, and you can actually solve it without like wiping a faction, which is like old Fallout. Yeah. But I don't I agree with how it... I ended up doing that, but I didn't agree with how we had to do it. I kind of want to play this because on paper it has everything I liked about Fallout 4. Or should you, I say the the few things I liked about Fallout 4 in it. Do you guys remember Point Lookout and Fallout 3? I know Eric won't, but yep. uh, this is very Point Lookout uh, looking. Except it's more colorful and more like pleasant. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, it's way more pleasant looking. Point Lookout, it was a swamp and it was just it was a kind of sickly green color, everything. Yeah. Yes, but this is more bright and, like, nicer, more pleasant colors, even though, like, everything is just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I – there's one thing, though, Corey, if you're interested in playing this, and I don't know if you are, Dan. There is a platforming puzzle section about halfway through the game, and 
It was really bad. I've it heard you, that from other it, places. It makes you use the building mechanics in the game that I, to begin with, didn't like because I don't think it's great. Um, to solve these puzzles, like, it's tough to explain. Basically, you have to get this beam of light to connect to different points on the map and go through these, like, red walls, but, like, a specific point on it to get rid of the red wall. And it took me... I was on an hour on the last one, and I was just like, I am so fed up with this. And I almost quit, but I figured out the console command to disable the wall. So basically, I cheated to get through that part. But because I didn't want to spend two hours doing a platform puzzle in the middle of Fallout 4. So you are you trying to say you have to manipulate a light beam around like walls and stuff to... To get rid of the... Because basically, there's red walls in the way, and you can't pass them or have the... The, they're called indexers. Go through them uh, until you get rid of the wall. So from there, I couldn't get past one wall, and I said, this is stupid, and then I just did uh, the cheat to disable the red wall. That, and, uh, that manipulating a light beam is something you do quite a bit of in uh, uh, Talos Principle. I would not like the Talos Principle then. I don't know. Maybe it controls a little bit better than the bad building. Uh-huh. Of Fallout 4 because you're trying to like lay blocks in spots and it just won't go in there and like you turn the block around so like the beam will go one way and it just like won't do it and it'll just go back to the way it was and it's like this it completely ruined the pacing uh, of the game because what's going on you're like you're just like oh my god something more is going on here with this faction and you're like I, I want to know more uh, and you're going in to figure that out but it like hit a wall for like three hours because of that that section. So I would just say cheat your way through that and just hmm. use the um, the console command to get rid of the red box and just kind of go through it. The first like four are pretty easy. It's just the last one is stupid hard and it, like I didn't want to figure it out. But everything after that is really good. There's a lot of loot in this this like world because I've been doing literally every quest because I have sort of enjoyed that like world and everything like that so i've been doing every quest for the faction like i just did the uh i did a couple children of adam so they like trusted me so i could like fulfill another quest and then i did all of the mainland or the not mainlanders the uh harbormen uh and then now i'm doing the synth stuff because i just want to see like what's going on with all the factions and I do know that you can, like, go back to the railroad and be like, yeah, there's, like, a synth colony up in Far Harbor. Or you can tell the Institute, like, there's a synth colony in Far Harbor and, like, you can just see what happens them that way. Yeah. That's cool. But, so, like, overall, I, it doesn't, it's, it's pretty good. I really like the story. I think it hit some pretty cool points, and there's, like, a little bit of a moral dilemma with, like, Kasumi and everything like that uh, that you got to figure out and, like, decide what you want to do with that. I have noticed there was more speech, like, checkpoints mm. uh, that if you have a high speech skill, you could actually, like, dictate some things, which was my big, one of my biggest complaints because I always, like, raise my speech to the highest it can be so I can, like, talk my way through things. And it was a total waste. Complete waste. Uh, and then this, it felt way more worth it. And I do feel like they did listen a lot more with a lot of that stuff and making 
like loot better and speech being more worth it. I haven't seen any terminals that you can hack. So like high science still doesn't really mean anything. There's a lot of lockpick places and like if you're into the settlement building stuff, there's new settlements and there's new companions and as I said, a ton of different like loot and weapons. Like the marine armor there is amazing. Um, and there's just like a lot of ex- exploration and it's a pretty big island, but it is dangerous out there because the enemies, I've never been good at like killing the fish type enemies that were on on the isle or on the commonwealth like the Myrlurks and whatnot. But there's like even like more the deadly like there's a thing called the angler uh which is like a stealth attack thing and it just throws like flaming vomit at you and like you'll just get hit by it and it'll hit you like a truck and like you'll be almost dead. Um and there's a ton of tough enemies in there. But uh I, like overall I did really enjoy it. I think I put 12 hours so far in a far harbor and i'm not done yet i'm gonna keep playing through it nice um yeah but i do i do like it you approve i do approve of it it's sort of taking fallout 4 for what it is now um i think this is fun i fall 4 is still a huge disappointment to me because it misses a lot of things that i really like but this being like knowing what to expect i do think this content is pretty good Mm. If that makes sense to you guys at all, it makes sense. Sure. In I, your, like in your t- in your talking, I sort of uh, realize what why I don't really care about DLC. Mm-hmm. It's because I have a hard time going back and like playing something out of context, or not out of context, but like out of sync with the main thrust of of my experience with that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. The only reason I'd be playing it would be to go back and play the DLC, and it's like, it's just to experience this one little bit that isn't a part of this greater bit that I spent so many hours. And you you haven't played you haven't played Fallout Four in five months or six months or whatever you know. So yeah, that's the the reason why I like I I don't mind DLC is because a lot of games I'll go back to. Um, for for instance, I went back. I, I recently went back to The Witcher. Uh, to yeah. prepare myself because I want to get both pieces of DLC and play those. But like you, Corey, uh, totally out of context. So I just ended up starting a brand new character. Right. Uh, and That's starting almost from like the, the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I really want you both to play it because I would like to hear like your guys' opinion being like the seasoned Fallout uh, players, especially you, Corey, because you and I are in the exact same boat with how we feel about Fallout. Yeah. Um. Like I said, just taking it for the game for what it is at this point, I thought it was really solid content. And there was a lot of fixed things for issues that I had in the game, but it doesn't make Fallout 4 as a whole the game it should be. You know what I mean? Well, it sounds like there's more role-playing. Yep. Which is what I like. It sounds like there's more Nick Valentine, which is what I like. Yeah. I really like the Children of Adam stuff and the Glowing Mm -hmm. Sea stuff. Because if you think about it, how much Child of Adam do you you know about in the game none, none. Yeah. you just see them and that's Very it little. but I, yeah. I, I was so intrigued by that and I'm glad there's more of it they're, consi- they're considered like the bad uh, faction kinda just like how I don't know it, Like you can very clearly tell when you meet every faction like which one is like good, neutral, bad yeah. and like the Children of Adam is, just seems like it was the bad faction uh, in there 
but it's like really fascinating like when you like uncover the story and like because the synth leader his name is you saw him in the trailer the really like crazy looking robotic guy yeah i don't know if you remember yeah his name is dima and like talking to him you immediately get the there's something up with you vibe there's nobody that's really like this in the game um and it's just like having conversations with him was really interesting and like figuring out what's up with him uh especially with him because there's a lot with him and like how the the factions are connected I don't know. There's a lot there. I really want to be able to talk about it more, but not spoil it. Sure. Because mm. um, I do think the story is really cool. Is there underwater stuff? Yes. Yeah. You get, uh, uh, harpoon you get a little, gun. Do you get a little gill to breathe through or something? Yeah, you do actually get like a underwater suit that you can go under, which I didn't get because the best armor in the game now is all in ships underwater. And you gotta like find it. And mm. like, I was like, almost dying underwater trying to get it and stuff like that. And by the way, if you do play it, make sure your radiation resistance is, like, maxed out, like, with the skill tree, or you have, like, armor that's really good uh, against radiation. Yeah. Because you will go through Stimpaks, Radex, and Radaway, like, there's no tomorrow. But I do, like I said, I do enjoy this DLC. I thought it was pretty solid. Definitely better than the other Automatron and the... Yeah. Home makeover. Sounds it. (laughs) (laughs) DLC. Definitely makes me interested in uh, what they're going to do with other massive expansions, if they even do more. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's that's the main thing I played. Uh, I played a lot more Fire Emblem. I beat Revelations. Hey. Does Does that mean you're bringing Corey a gift this weekend? I am. Oh yeah! Uh, I was I started playing Awakening because I'm really into Fire Emblem, but like this weekend I'm just gonna give it give him the games and uh, just play Awakening whenever I get it back. So, man, that's trouble. Yeah, my uh, productivity is gonna hit zil- zero zilch. So Corey, how I have it set up? There's three pages of save files. The first page is the Birthright. The second page is Conquest, and the third is Revelation. So whichever game you play, just that's how fourth you can- page. There's no fourth page, but there are slots. There are three slots for each one, uh, and I have two saves on each one. But I really only need one, and like I had it in case a battle went horribly wrong. Yeah, that I couldn't pass. So you can just save over two of the spots and just leave one. Yeah, that's all I need is two slots. Yeah, that's all any man needs is two slots in his life. Exactly. Right. So I don't know. You've got birthright conquests and revelations to play. It's a lot of hours cool. of games. That'll be fun. Dude, I, I literally played, okay, Birthright for 40, Conquest for 30, Revelations for 35, and I could have put way more into it. I just wanted to um, beat it so Corey could play it. It's a lot of Fire Emblem. You're a good man. What's your ultimate thought on Revelation? Really good. The story... The best one? Goes, yeah, it goes really good to really interesting places with it. Okay. Uh, I really want you to play it, Dan, so we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, I've still got to beat uh, Birthright. Because, like, my you know, you know the characters that are in the game, like your father and like your mother, but like you don't really get a lot out sure. of them, like character-wise. You get a lot more of that stuff in Revelations, and you learn way more about Azura. Oh, okay. Like, w- literally, like, because you know how she's always mysterious. Yeah. 
you kind of learn why uh, really early in Revelation. So you're like, oh, this all makes sense now. And like, there's stuff with uh, Gunther too that you learn about. Nice. Also, Keaton's daughter Dan. Yeah. Literally was the best character in the game. Right. Like, power wise. Like, oh yeah. Unbelievable. She cleaned she house for me. She's the only character me. that hit twenty like in the the advanced class. Yeah. She cleaned house for me. Yeah, because she gets like fifty HP and she can double attack every time because her her speed's so high and has a high crit rate too. Isn't it like twenty five or twenty eight percent usually? Yeah, yeah. You have the beast rune on her, mm-hmm. so basically she was just going in mopping house for me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Corey, if you play. Make sure you make if you play Conquest or Revelations to marry Keaton. Yep. Okay. Pro tip. Pro tip. Pro, Pro tip. tip. Marry Keaton. And also make Elise a dark flyer. Make Elise a dark flyer. Okay. But other than that, I played Awakening, and then I've just been playing Overwatch and a little bit of Heroes of the Storm and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. What do you got, Corey? Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sanctuary. Eric. Yeah. What do you think? I I I have a, I had a problem with it, but it's my own fault. Uh, in that I had a really hard time, and I didn't realize until a little bit later that it's because I picked the chef as my class. Okay. Because I guess the cl- the chef is essentially the blank slate. It's like picking the. The, the depraved, the, what's, yeah, depraved or whatever in Dark Souls, um, which is fine if you know what you're doing and you kind of have an idea of how the game works. But uh, I didn't, and you know, you're using a large frying pan as your weapon to start. I was really surprised you were having such a hard time, and that that yeah. explains it. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to be funny, but I, I just thought it was compelling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Eric, everything you said, this is Dark Souls 2D. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's exactly what it is. There's salt are your souls. I mean, there's, I, even the way the game starts and the way it describes the characters when you're picking all that stuff, like, it's, it's all very iterative of, from Dark Souls, but really enjoyed it. Uh, I just, I just had a hard time because I was a hard character to start. And I, I kind of rage quit at one point. So I'm just given a little bit of time before I go back and start over with a, a more playable character class. I don't remember what the classes were, but I picked like a knight. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's probably I'll probably end up doing something like that. But it is I mean, it has everything that you'd want if you're a fan of Dark Souls in a two D version. Cool. Um yeah, like even before I started playing the game, I was so excited, just like reading all the descriptions and picking your starting item and yep. all that stuff. I'm just like, oh my <laughs> god, this is gonna be awesome! Uh, and the level design and everything is really clever, and the monsters are fun, and I, I really like it's it's an adorable game. I know that's not a very good word, but as I ad- adorable I adore as a it. game like that can be. Yeah, I adore it. That's why I say adorable. Um, I just had a rough a rough go of it, but I'll go back to it for sure. Uh, I think I only got. I think I killed two bosses, the the knives woman. I only I only beat the first boss. Okay, I think she I might go back the to it. second one. I don't know, but yeah, I'll, I'll get back into that. I mentioned Pokemon Apex. I want to try go back, you know, download a working version of that to go back and play that because people are really really enjoying it. Uh, we'll see how long until that project gets shut down, but. Uh, 
forward to it. Uh, Rocket League, I talked about Hearthstone. I wanted to share my Hearthstone story. Yes. And this will probably be the last time I talk about Hearthstone for a while. Because uh, the the Whispers of the Old Gods expansion stuff is starting to shake out a little bit. I know I've covered it the last three or four weeks or whatever. But uh, So my experience, I, I talked about the deck I've been playing with that I created uh, on my own. is like a secret hunter, which uses all the, the hunter secrets. And the Eaglehorn Bow, which every time a secret is activated, it adds one durability to your weapon. Which I told you guys in the chat, like if I don't get that Eaglehorn Bow, I'm screwed. And I sent you some stats to prove I think Blizzard is fudging the draw so you don't win as often as you should. Um, but that's that's a different story. Uh, so I was playing a control warrior. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically what it sounds like. The warrior just controls the board, controls everything to get to the end of the game, like long haul through the game. So by the end of the game, you've used up all your, your resources and you're either fatiguing or, you know, he's just got you to the point where you have no more cards, and then he starts going hard and killing you. Um, and the the warrior's hero power is armor up. Every time he uses hero power, he armors up. So he can just keep building armor and building armor and destroying your minions to the point where you just have no, no resources left. Uh, so I crushed him really early on. I had him down to, like, six health or something like that by, like, turn six or seven. You know, pretty – I thought I had it for sure. But then he started dropping his armor boosters, and it was a Cthun deck, so he was leveling up his Cthun. I know I keep talking about Cthun. He's leveling, his, leveling up his Cthun the whole whole way, uh, and he dropped these cards that gave him plus 10 to armor. Like, one turn he dropped one, the next turn he dropped the other. Um, so he was up to, like, 20 armor and 6 health, so he was basically back at the start. And I had pretty much gone through all my resources, so I'm like, great, this, this really sucks. Uh, fortunately... He also dropped a couple 4-6 taunts. Two 4-6 taunts. There's this one card that if your Cthune is a certain level of, of, of health, then it will play one taunt, one 4-6 taunt and another 4-6 taunt. So we had these two big creatures on the board. Uh, I fortunately held on to my Unleash the Hounds cards, which I had two of them in my deck. And what they are is it plays a 1-1 Hound with charge for every minion he has on the board. And I also had two Hunter's mark in, Marks in my hand, which is a spell that you cast on an opposing minion and it reduces their health down to one. So for those four, six taunts, uh, I used both my hunter marks on them. So they both had one health drops and unleash the hounds was able to kill them with the one ones with charge uh, all in that turn, which was kind of nice. And I was able to get a little bit more damage in there. Uh, but he dropped his Cthune, which had, it was like a 17, 17 by the time he dropped it. And I was out of cards uh, and he dropped it and it killed all my minions and left me with one health left. And he had, like, 15 health or something like that. Uh, so I had no cards. I would played all my cards in the last turn. And I drew my card, and I drew the Misdirection Secret. And what the Misdirection Secret do does is if your hero is attacked, it changes that person they're attacking to another random character on the board. And it worked in my favor because the only other character on the board was his 1717 Cthulhu in him. But I knew that if he knew I played Misdirection, that he would drop a bunch of other minions uh, so that his chances of hitting his Cthulhu with his warrior, which would have killed him, would have lessened. I don't know, I don't know if that's making sense. Yeah. I know it's a yeah. lot to kind of yeah, keep track you. of in your mind. Uh, so what I did was I, I drew my card and I waited, which is the telltale sign that you didn't draw anything. And then I said, well played. And then I played my secret. 
as a bluff. And nice. he, uh, he equipped, he, he didn't do anything. He immediately said, well played, equipped a weapon, and attacked my face. And the misdirection secret clicked, and he turned around and hit his C'Thun, and it killed him. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and I was like, that was nice. I love the mind games. Well done. Yeah, and that's actually the benefit of playing a card that nobody else plays. Nobody uses misdirection. Right. And I think a lot of the reason for that is in the past, it wasn't, it didn't work. But in this current meta, uh, which is a bunch, we're seeing a bunch of new cars and different types of decks, it, it does work really well. Um, but people just haven't seen it in so long that nobody expects it. You, you don't expect to see it. So That's awesome. That, coupled with my buff, bluff, I think was enough for him to, to screw himself. He easily could have avoided it. He could have armored up a little bit more. I think that was the case. If he had just used his hero power and given himself two more armor, it wouldn't have killed him. If he had dropped a few more minions on the board or anything, it wouldn't have killed him. But he was very confident that he just equipped his weapon and attacked me with it, and he turned around and killed himself. So, it's fantastic. <sighs> I needed to share that because it felt That's so great, good. Corey. That is beautiful. So I mean, it's mostly luck, but it, yeah, it's it still a beautiful good. moment in gaming. You know? Yep. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, there's that. The only other thing, I, I'm still trying to play Final Fantasy IX, but I've just been so sleepy, and it's hard to play that kind of game when you're sleepy. Sure. But on the suggestion of, I think it was Jason Schreier on Kotaku, uh, recommended the Dev Game Club podcast, which are two developers. I think one of them works for Bethesda. I'm not sure where the other guy works. Uh, but they're two developers that just talk about games on this podcast, and the game they're currently covering is Final Fantasy IX. And they do it like they'll tell you ahead of time, we're going to play the game up to this point and then talk about it. So I'm kind of playing along with the podcast, which is kind of nice because it's fun to hear the perspective of two two developers, Western RPG developers. Uh, the one guy's playing his first JRPG. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So it's really My interesting kind of guy. to hear what they have to say. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Uh, Eric, do you have anything you want to cover? No, sir. I did not play anything else. Okay. Uh, I got a couple things. First, I don't know if I talked about... I don't know if I beat this before last week's episode or not, but I beat uh, The Division. Wait. Did, did I talk about it last yeah, week? It last I think week. we did. Did I beat it la- before last week? No, I don't think you had a beat last week. Okay, mm. I think I was I know close. you said you played it last week, yeah. You played it. I don't think you had a beat. Okay. Uh, probably not. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I beat the division. Uh, division was good. I enjoyed my. I think I ended up putting like forty-two hours into it uh, altogether, mostly single player, a little bit of Dark Zone stuff. But uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game. I think I hit thirty like a fair amount of time before the end, so I, I kind of stopped leveling up. And, and I was going to get all the collectibles and stuff, but I ended up not doing that because I had already hit the level cap. And at, at that point, I just kind of wanted to beat it because I was. I was so close, and uh, I also t- I think we talked about The Witcher last week, but I had had a hankering to replay The Witcher so uh, with the, the DLC coming out. So I wanted to finish The Division so I could start up The Witcher again. But yeah, it was, it was a good game. Uh, I hear the 1.2 update is, is fixing some of the issues that people had with the end game. I don't know. I never Are they fixing nev- the rampant cheating? I don't think the cheating. <laughs> I think it's more the, the lack of content for for end game stuff. I, I don't know that there's any fix for the cheating. Which is unfortunate. I'll tell you what the fix is. Pulling the plug. The division two. Division two. Yeah. yeah. Sure. 
Uh, so I played that. I played the uh, the Forza game on PC, which I'm not even quite sure what it's called. I meant to look that up before we started, and I forgot. But um, it's in the Windows uh, Windows 10 App Store. Um, Let me look real quick. Okay. It's, uh, is it the Forza, Forza Motorsick, Motorsport 6 Apex? Yes, that's what it is. Mm. Yep. Uh, I played that. It's actually it's actually pretty well done. Uh, it's a free to play game, so if you have Windows 10, uh, by all means, go go ahead and try it. It doesn't force you into spending money, which I find I found to be nice. Uh, so so what it is, it's a, it's like maybe twelve or fifteen different races, and every race has its own like theme. Uh, you know, some are supercars, some are like kind of stock. You know. Uh, speedy cars ones like hatchbacks uh subcompact subcompact hatchback races uh so for for every race you get one maybe two sometimes three cars that you get to pick uh but if you want to play as a more uh more exotic or more expensive car you have to either pay money or you unlock these in-game credits by uh completing certain objectives in the game so i think i played like maybe seven or eight races out of the 12 or 15 um, and it's, it's a, it's a fun game. One of the cool things about it was I saw everyone's drive avatar. Uh, so, yeah. I, so Eric's, Eric's drive avatar was in there. Uh, our friend of the show, Johnny's drive avatar was in there. A few of my friends from, <coughs> from work and school were in there that had played Forza games before. Uh, so that How was, was kind of driving, neat. Dan. You actually whooped my butt in the last race yeah. that I played. Your drive avatar was well ahead of, uh, well ahead of the pack played a pretty fair amount of the forza games yeah um but yeah it's a solid game it doesn't force you into spending money uh it's free so if you're if you have any interest in it it's 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 worth a play Uh, i played it for yeah i played it for three or four hours and then i was like okay i've had my i've experienced it and then and then deleted it but uh mostly because i i prefer the rally type racing games so Dude, I still want to get Dirt Rally. So do I. Uh, I'm hoping for a good sale. Um, it's not. I, if I had bought it in early access, it was like 34 bucks. I wish I had. Oh, yeah. Did we? Did we talk about? Did I have I talked to you about rally racing recently, Dan? No. Because I read an article one night a while ago talking about just how crazy those people are, mm-hmm. and not not even not the not racers, just the racers, the fans, the fans, yeah. And it blew my mind. Like I had no idea. Like that was, yeah. You what the sport culture was all about. Oh yeah, it's it's huge in Europe. It's not not as big over here. Uh, Americans kind of their rally cross is more popular here than than actual rally racing. Rally cross is because um, rally racing is it's all timed time trials and stuff. Uh, rally cross is like you'll have four cars in like in a like a, in a racetrack. It's a dirt racetrack where they all race against each other. Uh, that can be done in like in like a, a football stadium or something like that. Uh, so that that's more popular over here than like actual rally racing. But yeah, I mean, uh, when when you go to watch a rally race, you just stand next to the track, someplace someplace on the track. So you're watching a race car drive by you, flinging dirt and rocks at you. It's going about 120 miles an hour or 130 miles an hour. You're just there, standing next to the track. And it's not uh, uh, like a sanctioned racetrack. It's just a street, right? It, uh, it's a street it's or, not... or like a dirt road in the woods. Yeah. It's it's and it's like a badge of honor to yeah. almost die as a fan. <laughs> yeah, it is. And a lot of times, like, if your car goes off the road or crashes into a tree, 
uh, if there's like fans watching the race nearby, they'll help the driver get back on the track so he can keep racing. They'll push the car out of a ditch or or get it from being wrapped around a, a tree. It's great. Yeah. That's racing. That. Yeah, that's racing. Sounds all oh, right. Thank you. Uh, I used to every Sunday I would watch the WRC recap on Discovery Channel. It was great. I don't know if it's still on. I have Discovery Channel now. I'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Forza was good. I, I, I was impressed. It was a it was a good free to play title. Um, doesn't beat you over the head with hey, spend money on our game, and that's all you can ask for in a free to play. Yep. You're also not handicapped for not spending money on it, which is also good. Uh, and then the last thing I played, I played a fair amount of The Witcher Three. Um. We're talking about the expansions and stuff. Uh, I've been having a hankering anyway to play The Witcher Three again, uh, just just because it was my favorite game from last year. Um, I really wanted to to play it again, and I tried to get back into my character that I had played last time. I was going to start New Game Plus or whatever, but I had a hard time for whatever reason. I couldn't start New Game Plus. Um, I don't know why, but yeah, uh, I jumped right back into it. Uh, man, I love that game. It's so good. I, I'm still baffled that you don't like it, Corey. Uh, like, I understand some of your complaints about it, but it actually doesn't control nearly as well as I remember it. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I recently came off of Dark Souls 3, which controls amazingly. Uh, it definitely feels a little more clunky than uh, Dark Souls 3 does. It was mm-hmm. always clunky, Dan. Yeah, see, I, I just don't remember it being clunky last year, but I think it's because I, I'm just coming off of Dark Souls 3. That, that's oh, the man, only thing I always I thought of. The Witcher was a bit clunky. Um, yeah, combat's not super smooth, uh, especially when you're fighting a bunch of enemies. It's you just get you get your ass beat. Um, I'm I'm gonna go back to it. Don't don't you worry. Should. You should. I mean, I haven't played it since it came out. Yeah, I know. I, you know I, and one I of the things that I remember specifically one of your complaints was Geralt's concern for the uh, the innkeep or whatever. Yeah. But as I was playing it, like. Uh, I think Yennefer of Vangerberg at the at the beginning tells Geralt to try not to try not to be a hero, just find Ciri. So I think he does have that streak in him of 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 being you know trying to be a hero for no. for people. Yes, I disagree, Dan. That's not know. Geralt I know and love. I don't know. He I think he's a little bit of a I think he's a little bit of a glory hog deep down. I would accept the term glory hog much more than hero. Sure. Okay. His glory hog is a little bit more selfish. Yeah. Which I think he definitely is. Yeah. Uh, he's not selfless. No. This comes from someone who has read one and a half of the Witcher books. That's true. So that's something I need to do. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. And the, it's also the, uh, what's the first one? The Last Wish is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I, and that, that problem is like, that problem cannot be fixed with a patch. You know, if I don't like the Geralt, they're giving me yeah which are three like uh i don't know a lot of role play options though a lot of role play options uh you can kind of play it as the an asshole or someone who's selfish or you can even if you want play it as someone who's selfless you know you can uh uh decide not to accept you know your reward for killing a monster if you don't want to uh, there's there's a lot of that more so than in, in Corey doesn't Four. want that from this right I like okay. options like I like to be able to play Geralt how I want to play Corey Geralt. wants Geralt to be kind of a prick <laughs> kind uh, of selfish oh, for money 
we've had this conversation before too. Um, right. How when you play The Witcher, you are playing a character. an actual character. Yeah, you are not playing. You know, your creation. You're not playing a blank slate. Exactly. Sure. Um, we, we yeah, I think we've had a few conversations at length about that and the difference in in why The Witcher feels so much more lore heavy mm. uh and the part of that reason is because it is a character it's somebody it yeah. ha- has existed and has had histories with other characters and yeah and that stuff manifests itself in the game versus when you're playing like an elder scrolls or something like that you're a blank slate yep sure but man i i, re- I redid the uh bloody baron quest line so good that was fantastic so good yeah, that's when I stopped right after that. Or yeah, I was in the middle right of that. when you should have stopped. Dandelion was brutal. <laughs> See, I like all that stuff. I like I oh, liked all the brutal. I liked all the political intrigue in Novigrad. I was really interested by all that stuff. I don't I remember any of that. All I remember is running from character character from character to character looking for dandelion. Yeah, yeah, that was all. That was all political intrigue stuff. Um, yeah, that was that was politics in a video game. Basically, turns out I don't like them in, in video games either. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna. I plan on continuing to play that, especially now that the uh, the um, No Man's Sky is delayed. You know, I'll I'll be playing uh, The Witcher in addition to uh, Overwatch. So, good stuff. I dig it. I'm hoping to be able to get the DLC on sale during this steam summer sale yeah i think will that... are you gonna get it what witcher 3 dlc possibly if it's i how much is it well you didn't really play the witcher did you well oh no i haven't even started it yeah but you should get it he doesn't is... need to get it i have it yeah but i have will's good old games account i don't have yours oh uh, wait will does have it on good old games he got it for buying his graphics card you yeah, got it for getting something. Made, yeah. It made me use God Galaxy. Yeah. That's how I played it. Oh, okay. So you, you want okay, yeah, you want him to buy it on buy mm-hmm. the DLC through Gog. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if they've had it on sale or not. I, I probably will because that's a game I will play at some point. It's just Yeah, definitely. I just play so much other stuff right now. Word. But that's that's all I played. Shall we get into feedback? How about what we didn't play? Yeah, what we didn't play. Thank you. So the biggest ones, uh, based on my own parameters, Downwell for PS4 and Vita came out. Downwell, you guys. I, I played it on mobile. I think it's, you know why I it's didn't a mobile play it, game. Corey? I didn't play it because I asked you if I needed to play it, and you said no. No, you don't need to play it. And if you do want to play it, play it on mobile. You don't need it on your PS4 or Vita. Maybe your Vita. If you carry your Vita around with you and get bored at random junctures, then yes. A lot of new Vitas out in the market overseas. Apparently. (laughs) 10,000 strong. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutants in Manhattan for PS4, Xbox One, PC, 360, and PS3. I was in a wait-and-see mode on that one, and uh, I'm glad I did. Mixed reviews. Yeah. Yeah, very. I honestly didn't even realize it was coming out until it came out, and I saw one article about it, um, and then realized it was a Platinum Games game, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles, Platinum Games, that yeah. sounds pretty good, sure. but apparently it's just okay. 
I wonder if they that's why there was no fanfare for it because maybe they realized it was kind of a turd and <laughs> uh yeah cuz Destructoid gave it a 4.5 for their review. Um Mike Fahey on Kotaku also played it. He said by yourself it's terrible. Uh once again if you get a group of friends together and I'll play it that that's kind of what it was made for. Mm-hmm. Um everyone playing their own Ninja Turtle. Is there um, couch co-op? No couch co-op. It's only online co-op. What? I know. Isn't that stupid? That's really it's stupid. breed. Yeah, what a great party game. Especially yeah. for people that played those old Ninja Turtle games. Sure. You know? Sure. I guess there's, the party game market isn't huge these days. You're right, Eric. Total War. Warhammer. I didn't know that was a thing until today. Yeah. And it looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's on, uh, the only reason I didn't get that is lack of funds. That's the only reason, because that's right up my alley. I've heard great things about it. If I didn't uh, have Doom to purchase, I may have purchased that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, maybe down the road. Yeah. I've had a hankering for strategy game. Yeah, Yeah, uh, me too. And I actually re-downloaded Endless Legend. Oh. I didn't which... like that one. I didn't either, but most of that was because I had just come off playing Civ Five, and it was like the same thing, just in a fantasy <laughs> right. universe. Um, and I also was close to playing Age of Mythology, yeah, which is really good. But I think the first time I played it, I got whooped, and it kind of turned me off to it. So yeah, I've been having a hankering to play Civ Five. Yeah. yeah, we should. You you keep saying Eric that we got to start a playthrough, and I think you're right. Absolutely, I would love to do that, even if it's just a handful of turns every now and again. You yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what it would have to be for me to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, Tropico Five. There's no Tropico Tropico fans on this podcast. I don't think. I have I've always tro- been interested. I have Tropico Five in my Steam library. I have three, four, and five. That I got. I think part, I just got one of them for free. Part on, of humble, um, humble bundles. Games with gold or uh, PlayStation Plus. One or the other. I'm yeah. almost positive it was a free game. Mm. What did it come out for? Because it's been out for a while. I didn't write it down. It must have been console. I guess yeah. I played Tropico Two. I think it's been out for a while on console even. Yeah, I thought so too, Corey. Are you gonna make me Google it? Really again? The these most of these releases come from a combination of Game Informers. I like Game Informers release list. Yeah, because they it have everything be the complete and easy to read. Yep. Uh, but then I also cross reference that with Metacritic and Open Critic. So what's the it's Tropico Five for Xbox One? Oh. So it must be out on the PS4 already, and and I I know it's been on PC for a while because I have it yeah. from a be. humble bundle. It came out last year, I think. Yeah. And the last one I have is YouTuber's Life, sim sim playing popular YouTuber. Yeah. I guess it's kind of meta if you're a popular YouTuber and play yeah, YouTuber's it's... Life. <laughs> know how i feel about that but we're not youtubers we're podcasters we just happen to put our podcast on youtube too yeah tropical 5 was free this month on playstation plus i knew it Mm -hmm. i am going to play that at some point i've always wanted to i like the concept for the tropical games Mm -hmm. okay is that it yeah 
big ones. There's there's other ones, obviously, but those are the only ones I felt like. Yeah. Okay. We could talk about. All right. Uh, feedback. This is from Matt H. Who says, "Have you guys heard of the podcast We Are Live? These guys came before The Walking Dead, and in my opinion, is better written than The Walking Dead. It's hard to convince people to listen because it's just audio. This plays out like a movie, but." A movie about survival against zombies, but they are not slow and boring. They are fast, and some are different from each other. I have been listening to podcasts and radio for 10 hours a day for 12 years now. Out of all the stuff I heard, We we Are Alive is in my top three. Got to say, I admire your guys' friendships to each other uh, because some of my friends don't have the time to come over and just talk or have LAN parties anymore. Nowadays, uh, we just game online, but it's cool how you make time to put on a great show each week. Thank you very much. Uh, here are my rankings of all-time audio greatness. Number one, Bubba the Love Sponge bits on iTunes. Eric, I know you, listen, you used to listen to Bubba the oh, Love Sponge. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I was reading this guy's top four list off, and I said, this guy and I, we get along. Nice. <laughs> uh, number two, We Are Alive, uh, which, I mean, I've always liked that sort of thing, like the serial audios. I would love that, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, number three, the history of Howard Stern on YouTube. Oh yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then number four, thumbstick athletes. So thank, you, thank you very much, sir. Right up there. Anytime I can be uh, lumped in with Howard Stern, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. High praise. Also, also, Matt, I simply tolerate the other three. I wouldn't <laughs> say we're friends. Yeah. Well, we're, we're your brothers. You so. three don't really have a choice. <laughs> we're in it for the long haul. Oh, uh, God. Uh, all right. Matt, I believe that's the first time Matt has written in. Is that correct? Yes, I think so. Matt, tell us, uh, let us know where you're from and your uh, top ten games list. Yep. This will be the real test because I'm not convinced that that email wasn't guerrilla advertising. Yeah, Corey and I weren't sure if that was <laughs> guerrilla advertising or not. Um, So I looked up the website for this podcast and looked at the Wikipedia to make sure he was not listed anywhere as a creator <laughs> or actor, and he was not, so I, I approved. I put the stamp of approval right. on it. Uh, but if it was girl advertising, fuck you. Well done, though. Yeah, but well done, because you <laughs> snuck through either way. Good for you. Yes. All right. Uh, Idaho Jake says, Hey, fellas, I'm starting to wonder if No Man's Sky is the new Mighty Number no. 9. I haven't seen the new date, but if it is not this holiday season, not until holiday season, I may just take my pre-order and put it towards something that is actually going to come out. Far Harbor is a pretty cool DLC, and I have a ton of fun playing it. New guns, new armor, new power armor, paint jobs, and a bunch of quests. I've heard some people complaining about glitches and performance issues, but I haven't run into any. Now for my question. Uh, since this is the last Uncharted, what would you like to see Naughty Dog do next? I'd like them to do a space game about the first trip to Mars or Titan where humans go to dig but find more. That's it for me, and get out of my email. Mm. That's Great. interesting. Um, I beg of you to not cancel your No Man's Sky pre-order. I think you ought to stick with it. It's only going to be delayed for a month or two. Um, uh, at the at the, at the the It'll come out in July or August at the earliest. It might be. Yeah. It might go back as far as holiday season, but... So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, unless you want to free the money up for something else, then right. go for it. But I still think uh, it's you're still going to hopefully get the game that you thought you were going to get anyway. It's just going to be more polished and, and better in the end. It's also, So I would encourage you to still 
purchase it. Yeah, it's also still going to be a game, uh, good or bad, that people are going to be talking about, you know? So. True. Although I would never encourage pre-order, pre-ordering of games anyway. Um, yeah, that's true, Dan. As soon as I said that, I, I wanted to slap myself. <laughs> no, it's no, it's fine. Uh, I've, I've been of the mindset, if it's a game I'm going to buy anyway, I'm going to pre-order it, you know? Right. Same here. It's just, that's just how I'm If I'm on the I'll fence, go. I don't pre-order Exactly. Like with Doom, I wasn't sure. sure. You wait for reviews and stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what would what would you like to see Naughty Dog do next, Eric? You know, I always struggle with these kinds of questions because I'm not a game developer. I'm not creative. I really lack quite a bit of creativity. Uh, so I don't really know, to be honest with you. I, don't, I wish I had a better answer. Mm-hmm. Um, not Last of Us 2. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. I can you tell that. you what I don't want them to do. I think it's probably too That's late it. for that. Oh, no way. No, I mean, I think they are working on a Last of Us 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's probably a fair chance something's mentioned about that at E3. Maybe. That may be the uh, the bomb Sony drops. I mean, I don't think it would come out this year, obviously. No. It would probably be two years, but yeah. Okay. Corey, what would you like to see Naughty Dog do? I liked uh, Jake's suggestion. I would yeah. like uh, something sci-fi. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be into that. I mean, you kind of got to ask yourself, like, what what is Naughty Dog, you know? This is the studio that made Crash Bandicoot, but also made The Last of Us. I was going to suggest and, a, and uh, a modern Crash Bandicoot. That was going to be my thing. Is there an appetite for that, though? No, but I, w- no. I still want to see it. Triple uh, A... <laughs> platformer no but i still want to see it uh Corey, i know you said you had listened to uh kind of funny recently yeah i was listening to um uh the the playstation focused on ps i love you with greg and colin uh-huh <laughs> they were uh pretty adamant for there not to be a crash bandicoot they said if you go back and play it you'll realize quickly that it was a shitty game to begin with it was not a great platformer no Definitely not. I think it came out like too around when like Mario sixty four came out, which was far superior. Yeah. How about like I, a Crash Bandicoot origin story? Story driven. Maybe like an action RPG. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot kart racing. I think there was that. Crash Team Racing? Yes. Is that what it's called? Was that also Crash Bandicoot? Sounds right. I think so. Yeah. I don't know why that... Because Sony needed a... On the PlayStation, they needed a Mario Kart 64 competitor. I don't know when they came out in relation to each other, but... You know. What about you, Will? Beardless says they could do something with the sci-fi thing they teased in The Last of Us. He thinks it was called Savage Starlight. I don't uh, remember what that was. Was that like the comic? Was there a comic book thing in there? Like a collectible thing that I remember? Maybe. I don't know what that was. It I have th- such a bad memory. <laughs> it doesn't ring a bell to me either. I don't, I don't yeah. recall. Will? Uh, a true sequel to Fallout 3. You want to see, you wanna Naughty, see Dog. Naughty Dog do a Fallout Naughty sequel? Naughty Dog? They'll probably do it better. 
Yeah, it'd be a lot different though. <laughs> I mean, what's uh, who's what's that developer? Bethesda. No, New Vegas. Oh, Obsidian. Obsidian. Obsidian did it better. I I like that sort of stuff when like I would like to you know it would be cool if Naughty Dog took like a well known IP and just made a completely different game with it you know I I like yeah. when developers do that sort of stuff I think it's cool like like uh, Hyrule Warriors by uh, the developers of Dynasty Warriors like that's st- that stuff's neat you know you get new creative energy in there sure so they could do a uh, Last of Us like. Uh, I don't know. Pick an IP. Uh, the Savage Starlight was a comic that Ellie likes to read. Okay. Yeah, I guess that vaguely rings yeah. a bell. Yeah, yeah, I remember picking up comics throughout. Yeah, maybe that uh, was like that was. maybe that was like an Easter egg for their next game. It'd be pretty bitching. That would be cool. So I went back and looked at Naughty Dog's history. And the first game they published or developed under the Naughty Dog brand was a game called Keep the Thief, which is a role-playing game. And these dudes have, like, mullets, curly mullets, like, very 80s-style nice. fantasy. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, bringing that IP out of the graveyard. Reboot it. Yeah. 80s-style fantasy anything, game, fantasy RPG. Keep the Thief. The thief. <laughs> keep Reboot. The yeah, uh, totally agree. Okay. Any other thoughts? No, sir. What did we decide next week's episode? Was that next week's episode going to be Doom? It was. Uh, we'll see. Oh, I don't know. There is a slight chance I may not be able to be on next week. Are, are we going to so... try to record Friday next week? If I'm going to be on, it has to be Friday, but there's even still a chance I may not be able to do that. Okay. So I'll let you know as soon as possible. Okay. Yes. And I don't believe I can do Wednesday next week, so we might as well just plan on Friday. Friday. So we'll plan on Friday, and 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 Eric Regardless may or may not, yeah, presence <laughs> may not may not may not be on. So yeah, we'll we'll Doom. Hopefully, will you going to be able to play some Doom? Oh yeah, attaboy. Yeah, probably. Okay. So we'll plan on doing for now. It's a 12-hour campaign. You could play that in an afternoon, Will. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Two afternoons, uh, maybe. I mean, an afternoon is <laughs> so, so many hours in an afternoon. Shut up, Corey. That's an afternoon for me. No, that's hours. why it was funny. Shut up. Okay. Uh, yeah, so potentially Doom, maybe not, but it'll be Friday uh, for those listening and in the chat anything else no sir dan okay that'll do it for episode 253 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan i'm eric will Corey. stay tuned for game of thrones yeah thanks for listening and get out of my basement One, two, three, four.
All right, here we are. Uh, me and Corey going to be talking some Game of Thrones. Obviously, if you haven't seen episodes four and five of season six of Game of Thrones, uh, don't listen now because there is going to be heavy spoilers for those episodes. So, uh, starting with episode four, uh, book book of Stranger, Stranger book. Where are your fingers? I can't see. What my camera's blocking them. Oh, no, I'm just thinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know what it was called. Something. I, something. It was like Book of Stranger or something. Uh, I kind of don't remember. I, I mean, I remember the stuff, but it, there wasn't a ton that happened in Episode 4. The, the two things of note happened. Uh, Asha was killed by Ramsey Bolton. Remember that, Corey? Yes. Uh, so she goes in to have a conversation with, with Ramsey. Um you could tell because of how she is, she wants to kind of quote unquote like seduce him and then and then kill him, but she ends up getting stabbed in the neck herself mm-hmm. uh and dies. Which is sad because she was the one that saved Bran and Rickon uh and Hodor and, and their wolves when they when Theon Greyjoy captured Winterfell. She helped sneak them out uh and took them to the Umbers. Uh, for say, well, Bran, Bran, and uh, uh, and you know when they met Mira and and Jojen Reed, kind of split off. But uh, o- Osha was was tasked or you know had Rickon for safekeeping, and they went to went to stay with the Umbers. Uh, the Umbers turned them over to the Boltons as like a gift. Uh, some people think that that was a ploy, um, you know, to maybe turn on the the Boltons at some point, but. I don't know if that's not that theory's not looking too good right now with uh, no. Asha, Asha dying there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Big John Umber was really loyal to the Starks, but Little John Umber, who is the one that turned over Asha and Rickon, uh, and Shaggy Dog the Wolf, maybe not as loyal as as Big John Umber was, because apparently Big John Umber died at their red wedding. So there was that. Uh, that part was hard to watch. I think. Uh, Asha's death throes were, were kind of sickening, didn't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, here's a fun fact, Dan. I fell asleep and missed that part. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, so I didn't, never saw that play out on screen. I read about it and heard about it and stuff, though, so. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best episode of Game of Thrones, I, no. I wouldn't say. And I had had a long day, so. Sure. I was, I sh- shot out pretty early. Yeah, but. uh. It was. I was probably the most sickened by that death, other than at the very beginning when uh, the part that grossed me out the most out of all the violence was when the knight got the splinter in the throat. It was mm. Sir, Sir Hugh, and the blood just kept bubbling out of his throat. Is in the first season, like episode five or six or something, and that just that just grossed me out. And and this I think was the second worst like violent part that I was just like, oh, just the way she was like, you know flopping around on the floor and it was just gross blood pouring out of her throat yuck uh, but the big thing that happened was at the very end of the episode so Daenerys Targaryen was uh, in Dosh Dosh uh, Dosh Killeen sounds right Dosh Killeen Dothraki uh, land Dothraki yeah it was it was their 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 main city she was in the temple uh, with the the other former Khaleesi's uh, whose whose call calls had had died at some point uh and the current calls of the different dothraki different dothraki tribes were all uh meeting and kind of deciding what her fate was going to be uh she was predictably defiant during the whole thing uh and they decided they were going to pass her around um 
you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, but she ended up, um, you know, being immune to the effects of fire. Uh, she lit the whole building on fire by spilling the, the, uh, I don't know. What are those things? Candles. Called? Yeah. Giant, giant burning. Candlesticks. Like, gi- yeah. Whatever, whatever they were. Tiki uh, torches. Yeah. She, <laughs> she dumped them over and spilled, spilled oil everywhere and caught, caught the whole place on fire, burned everything down, killed everyone that was in the temple. Uh, she killed all the calls that were, that were in there at the time. There was probably, probably eight or 10 that were there to decide her fate. Uh, so all the, all the, the Dothraki were like in the city or whatever, and they came run, rushing over, um, to watch, you know, as the temple with all their leaders in it was burning to the ground, uh, and the, the doors, you know, catch on fire and break down and you see, uh, Daenerys Targaryen, like walking slowly out of it, uh, unscathed by the fire. Um, and she kind of, uh, wins over all the Dothraki at that point. She becomes essentially their leader, I guess. <coughs> Powerful let, moment. Let me ask you this, Dan. Sure. Do you think that there was any uh, behind-the-scenes action going on there? Because apparently Germ swore up and down that her fire immunity was a one-time thing. And do you think it was either the showrunners taking artistic liberties with her character or do you think something happened behind the scenes with uh dario who's who was there with her Dar- dario, dario and jora and, and jora jora mormont i don't know maybe they pulled some strings and, and figured something out and <sighs> i don't know how smoke and mirrors yeah i don't know it, it, i mean it's certainly possible and uh, i'm only like uh, like a few hours into the second book uh audio book i should say uh, and in there, there's no mention of the fire, at least as far as I can remember, there's no mention of the, the fire immunity being a one-time thing. Uh, in the books, it does burn her hair off. So, like, she doesn't have any hair on on her head after it all burns off. Oh, then um, she wouldn't look attractive on TV. So that can, Right, that's... yeah. Her hair doesn't burn in the actual, uh, in the show. So that's a little bit different, uh, but but also at the same time, like they mentioned the the being like rebirthed by the flames, you know. Yeah. So uh, that would assume that she does die in the flames and is just like reborn, like a phoenix, you know. <laughs> so that I don't know specifically. Be interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um. So Germ's a liar. Who's Germ? George R. R. Martin. Oh. Yeah, I Gurm. don't know. I was never under the impression that it was a one-time thing. Okay. From from re- reading the books. From I mean, he's I understand, the, he said that. He's the one that wrote them. So, <laughs> he would know better than anyone, but right. I never got that impression from reading the re- uh re- listening to the audiobooks. Anyway. He's a damn dirty liar. Yeah. Okay, so episode 5, The Door. Corey, I know you said you took a you took some took some I notes. Did. Let's hear it. I just paraphrased everything that kind of happened. Yeah. Uh, Sansa and Brienne visit Littlefinger uh at his request. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He sends Sansa a note to come meet him, and he lets them know. Uh, we could talk more about the specifics of the scenes, but uh, that Brendan the Blackfish, who is Sansa's great uncle, yep, um, Catelyn's uncle, mm-hmm. who is a Tully, uh, has yep. retaken River Run and has an army, uh, and that she should go join up with him. Sansa ends up lying to John about where she obtained that info. Why? I don't think we're too sure, but we can talk about that. No, I know. And, um, 
Okay, and Sansa sends Brienne off to meet up with Brynden. Yeah. No, she... Well, she doesn't want Jon to know that she turned down a bunch of soldiers from Littlefinger, I think, because of how badly they're hurting for troops uh, to join their cause. You know, uh, Littlefinger essentially offered her the entire veil worth mm. of soldiers uh, you know, John would probably not be too happy with her if he knew that she turned down how, however many soldiers, maybe enough just from them to defeat the Boltons, probably yeah. enough from them to defeat the Boltons. Uh, but she seems to want to do it on her own without any help from Littlefinger. Um, you can talk about that scene, Corey. I know uh, we were both pretty interested in what happened in that scene. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because it was the first time and there's a, uh, a first time in this episode where two characters I think are yep. kind of at a loss for words. Yeah. Uh, two of the smartest, most conniving characters in the whole show. Yep. Um, and in this one, it's, it's Littlefinger where he's visibly shaken yeah. by, by Sansa's threat to cut, kill him with Brienne, which easily could have, could have been done. And I'm not sure if, uh, he expected that to be the outcome of that meeting. I don't, I think, I think he knew she'd be upset, but I don't think he ever thought that his life would actually be threatened. And sure. he easily could have died there. Yeah. Uh, so in, in, in thinking about it, I sort of kind of realized at that point it was just like, oh, my God, I could actually die here. I should just shut up and, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. you know, smart my way out of this again. Sure. Um, but I thought it was really interesting to see that. And it, it's it's also really nice to see the power swing back to Sansa she's been just this beaten the entire show fallen woman for the whole series up until now and now she finally has some power Uh, and it actually like Sansa was one of the worst characters one of the least interesting characters I should say for me uh, for for much of much of the series till now yeah uh, I'm kind of behind I'm on team Sansa oh sure yeah I I totally agree I, I like the 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 whole change from her being just a pawn. She was a pawn passed around the entire show from, from Joffrey to Tyrion to, to, uh, Ramsey, Ramsey Bolton. Um, yeah, but now she's kind of taking control of her fate and I, I really like that. It's, it's very yep. interesting. Yep. And my other, my other sort of thought in this is like, what is Littlefinger's long play? I don't know. He is, he's still like the most mysterious character, I think. Yeah. Because really, like, uh, some episodes I really like him and some episodes I hate him. Like, some, some episodes I'm like, oh, he's he's doing things f- for good. And some episodes I'm like, oh, my God, he's just a rotten bastard. You know, I, I don't know. And that's what's interesting about his character is you. it's really hard to tell what his ultimate motivation is uh, and, and what exactly he he's just a hard character to get a read on. It's you know? and it's for me it like even even if the answer is oh he he wants power like even right. if that's the answer um I don't know like what is he using Sansa for right like, I don't what and what, what, what does he have to gain by by put giving her to the Ramses and and helping her in in suggesting she go find Brynden yeah and all, uh, and, and what know. does power mean to Littlefinger you know that may not may not necessarily mean uh, him being king and sitting on the Iron Throne you know like. He's a hard character to get a read on, and that's yeah. what I, what I think is so interesting about him. Isn't he kind of a self made man? Yes, too? he is very much a self made man. He was a very very minor lord. Um, he was he's from the Vale. He's from uh, 
the, the fingers as they're called. They're the north northern part along the coast of the Vale. Uh, and he was a very, very minor lord there. Um, but he warded with, uh, he, he stayed with the Tullys and grew up with, with Catelyn and, and, uh, Liza Tully. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's how he knows them. But, you know, that kind of thrust him into the more prominence, uh, because the Tullys were, were the, the lords of, of River Run. So. Okay. And it's there's still a sliver of me that wants to think he he genuinely wants to help Sansa. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know how much of that is because of her relationship to Catelyn, the the woman he claims he the only woman he ever loved. He right. claims, uh, and they they do say that Sansa is similar looking to Catelyn. Yeah. And maybe that's just his way of of reconciling that relationship is by helping Sansa, but. Maybe it could be both. Maybe he's manipulating her and helping her. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to know with him. With him I mean, obviously he knew the Boltons weren't very good people. Uh, yeah. Maybe he didn't know the extent of how bad, not necessarily Roos. Roos was ruthless, uh, but he also wasn't, ne- he, he wasn't, uh, and Roos used this exact line, he wasn't a wild dog like, like Ramsey is. Ramsey yeah. is completely mm-hmm. out of control. Uh, and And maybe Littlefinger didn't know anything about all that, you know, cause with Ramsey being a, a bastard and he also wasn't, he wasn't in the picture, even in the books up until like a year or two before the events of the whole, the whole series start. Like, Ramsey? He, yeah, he was with his mother and when his mother died, that's when he went to stay with, with, uh, Roos Bolton. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's why that line, um, from Sansa was so great. You're yeah. either a monster or incredibly stupid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that was perfect. Yep. Uh, either way, you're you're wrong. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I could kill you, but I'm not gonna. Sure. Um. Okay, I kind of like your your theory. Did you come up with that What's on that? why she lied to John? That's just what I. Yeah, that's just what I this gathered. What you from, gathered okay. because obviously she would not be happy with it, or he would not be happy with her if he knew she turned down that many soldiers. That's I just don't think that would that would fly. And you, and you think she turned him down just because she doesn't want I, she's she, trying to distance herself from Littlefinger? She doesn't trust him, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, she doesn't know what his ultimate intentions are like like we don't. So I, it's it's difficult. You know, you don't know, know what his asking price would be for helping her liberate. Uh, whereas if she does it on her own, it, you know, it's whatever, you know, whatever she can get. Okay. Uh, ready to move on? on yeah, that? yeah, let's go. That stuff. Uh, I don't think there's anything really more to talk about with that. Brienne so. is on her way to hopefully meet uh, Brynden with an army, but who no. knows? Uh, Maybe. One, one interesting note about Brynden: he went out to pee right before the events of the Red Wedding happened. Yeah. So is he in the the, the video game, the Telltale game? Do we uh, see him at any point? Um, I don't think so. That would be cool to yeah. bump into him. He's like... a, he's a very very cool and interesting character. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm glad is is now making comeback because he's he's a very maybe very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sansa could have just sent Brienne off to her death. God, I hope not. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, the touching scene with Jorah and Daenerys. Yep. Oh man, that was so good. Yeah. So uh, Jorah, uh, essentially, he does. He he admits that he loves Daenerys. Uh, mm-hmm. She becomes emotional and gives him one final quest, uh, and that quest is to find a cure for his rock herpes. <laughs> rock herpes, yes. 
I saw that on the internet. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I just got through the part in the book where uh, it was in the first at the end of the first book. I think Jorah explains his his whole story, uh, how how all of his events came to came to pass with his with his former wife and how his former wife looks a, a lot like Daenerys. Uh, so that's kind of why uh, Jorah has has eyes for for Daenerys. Uh, she reminds him of his his former wife that got him into all the all the trouble with him being exiled and and seeking a yep. pardon from the king. Good so stuff. the big the big question here is is this the end of Jorah? Do you think that's that this is the conclusion of his arc? I don't think so. There is a cure for the um, uh, grayscale. Grayscale is what it's called. Right. Uh, because Princess Shireen, who is uh, Stannis Baratheon's former daughter who gets burned, yep. um, she was cured. She has uh, she got some on her face. Uh, he apparently brought in all the best medical people of the time to cure it, and, and they were able to stop it. They couldn't reverse the effects of it, uh, yeah. but, they, but they kept her from, from dying from it or, or turning crazy like the, mm-hmm. and turning into a stone person like like they do from the grayscale. So there is precedent for it being cured. So I don't necessarily think it's the end of Jorah. So what I like to do, Dan, because okay. uh, I thought of that too, the whole Shireen thing. Yeah. Uh, I like to make the kind of the connections here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so so what's the connection to Shireen? Uh, and we have Davos, Davos. and Melisandre. Yep. Uh, perhaps Jorah goes to... Uh, the Mormont's house, which is on Black... Bear, Bear Island, Bear Island, uh, and which happens to coincide with maybe where Davos and Melisandre are gathering allies. Sure. So there could be that. The Mormonts were supposedly pretty pretty uh, loyal to the to the Starks. Um, it, I, it would be uh, Jorah's aunt run after because Gion Mormont becomes the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He actually ends up leaving Bear Island to Jorah before he before Jorah gets exiled. So when Jorah gets exiled, or he goes into exile before he gets in trouble by Ned Stark. Um and they leave it to Gion's sister, Mage. Mage Magey, Mage Mormont. Uh Mage and her daughters run run Bear Island after that. But also Daenerys uh in the books uh, secretly makes a promise to once she captures Westeros to give Bear Island back to Jorah because it's his home. So beautiful, yeah, it is poetic. Beautiful. And also, John lists House Mormont as potential allies. I think doesn't he? Uh, they're running through there. Man- Manderley, Manderley, yeah, the Manderleys. I don't, I don't think he mentions. He doesn't the say Mormont. I don't think so. Oh, Maybe. Okay. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go back and watch it again because there's one specific thing that happens at the end that I need to know what exactly happened. But we'll we'll get there when we get there. But it's okay. it's possible the Mormonts. I know the Manderleys were on the list. Manderley Glover was it Glover? I know the Manderleys were on the list. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I just I don't think we've spent so much time with Jorah that I don't think this can be his end. Yeah. Uh. It, and I know he saved Daenerys's life. And it's one thing that jumped out at me when she was talking. She's like, I banished you twice. Yeah. And you came back twice. Yeah. And you saved my life. And it's almost like she wanted to say twice, but he only saved her life once. So I feel like he's going to save her life again. Yeah. At some point. I read somewhere a comment that said that she, uh, that, that, that that's a Daenerys, uh, Daenerys way of like proposing 
to to Jorah. She wants she wants him by her side when she when she retakes Westeros. So, I think we're in the minority though. I think most people think this is the end of Jorah. Oh really? Yeah. Just yeah, based I don't know. on you know what I they've, anecdotal, but they've killed off so many characters this season so far. Though, like I can't see Jorah being another one of them. You know. <sighs> Maybe that's maybe we just don't see him. Maybe that's just it. Like he's just gone. Now. Gone now, yeah. Gone. For we don't good. see him die. We don't know. We never find out. Who knows? There's so many ends they need to tie up in the next. How many episodes? It's also one uh, five five more episodes this season. Supposedly after this season, there's thirteen more episodes. So they'll probably. I would imagine they'll split that into two seasons, uh, of like seven and six type of thing. Yeah, you're probably um, right. <laughs> Milk it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I hope. I hope it's not the end of Jorah. I like Jorah Mormont. Yeah, he was. You sort of fall. I think. I think he's getting a little too old for his character, honestly. Uh, but maybe that plays into it. But I, I. He was one of my favorites early on. Yeah. Um. The King's Moot at the Iron Islands. Mm-hmm. We see. Uh. I'm gonna butcher everybody's name, but Euron. Euron sort Greyjoy. of Greyjoy. Yeah. Rest. The crown, which was seemed to be, have been won by uh, what's her what's her face Yara, there? Yara, Yara Greyjoy, uh, with the support of Theon, uh, and then he kind of shows up and, and earns it back. But uh, after the the whole drowning ceremony, they realize that Theon and, and Yara have taken all their ships and disappeared. Yeah. So, so they're stuck on the Iron Islands. Yeah, for now. Yep. One thing I thought was interesting uh, that I did not see coming in the slightest bit was that Euron Greyjoy wanted to build a ton of boats to help Daenerys Targaryen. I don't know what that was about. That's I don't like him. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, but that was his. That was his uh, angle for yeah. for taking over the the throne of the Iron Islands. It was to help Daenerys Targaryen and finally put Pike on the map. Yeah. Um so like I don't know did he meet Daenerys? Like that was never shown in the in, in the show, so you know no. it, it, I, I just don't think know. it's a good idea, you know? Yeah. Well yeah, absolutely. That that's just, that's that sounds good. That's their their power is is naval power. Yeah. Uh and you know, I don't know if he had heard that Daenerys fleet burned down in Marine. And you know she doesn't have any ships. Didn't so, you mention that? I don't. I don't remember. No. Like I said, I always have to watch an episode twice to make sure I catch everything. Yeah, I actually went back and I found the transcript for this episode okay. on a website, so I could go back and just double check some things. Yep. Um, not much else to talk about there. No. We'll see what happens with that. Do you think the? Do you think uh, Yara and Theon are going to go to Daenerys on their own now? I don't think so. I think they would be more likely to. Well, I my hope is that they're gonna maybe try and go help the Starks, with, help uh, Sansa. What's the point though with the boats. Well, you, I mean, you never know. They could f- be ferrying, uh, ferrying the uh, Blackfish's troops to various parts in the in the north to, yeah. you know, create a strategic advantage for yeah, troop placement. Not a bad thought. Uh, Arya and Bravos. Uh, which I have a theory about Arya. Yeah, this, I think so far this season, this has been my least favorite uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not saying much. Uh, I still like love every bit of it. Um, I think this one is just a little more slow developing than the other ones. Um, 
Which it's in it. It sucks because it's uh, juxtaposed against all this stuff that's moving really fast, and this yep. this part is just moving so slowly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the most inter- interesting thing for me from this thing was uh, Arya and the the short haired blonde woman. Uh, you Which know, one's Jackin? Jakan Hakar is the the guy. The dude. Yeah. Okay. I I can't remember what the what the blonde haired woman's name is. The waif. What? Yeah, waif. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but they, you know, they were, they were sparring with sticks and, and Arya kind of gets the upper hand. Uh, so, you know, the, and, and knocks the stick out of the, the other woman's hand. Um, but Arya, you know, wants a little bit more. Uh, so the, uh, the other woman, you know, kind of goes bare fisted against Arya and just pounds the living crap out of her. It's great. Uh, which I think is interesting because she has this whole other level that she's not, not shown yet. Yeah, uh, that she, you know, I don't know if she's showing all that stuff to Arya or not, but uh, I was like, that's that's awesome. That was my favorite yeah. part of that whole that whole sequence. I just don't know where any of this is going. Yeah, like at what point do they say? Do the faceless men say you're not cutting it? Yeah, or maybe this is a, a whole like their whole strategy kind of thing. Like maybe this was they expected all of this out of her, and they they are succeeding at training her, but so far she's just not. Yeah, not cutting it. And you don't realize that until, well, maybe not fully until she watches the the play with the actor actors. Right. Uh, it's a it's a play of all the events of her father's death, uh, basically uh, a comedy version of all those events. Um, and you know she's kind of enjoying it at first. You know the portrayals of Joffrey and Cersei and all those people. Uh, but when it gets to her father, her father's kind of a goofball in the play. Yep. Uh, and she just doesn't. They make. Sansa into a slut. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't sit well with her, no. uh, and you can very much tell that from her facial expressions. Right. So she's supposed to be forgetting herself, yeah. but she's clearly not. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't. I like I said. I don't. I don't, I don't know where this is going. It's it's fun to watch them fight each other, the Waif and Arya. But that's about. I just. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. But my thought is. Remember when uh, Bravos is where the Iron Bank is, right? Yeah. Remember when the Iron Bank loaned all that money to Stannis? Yeah. Who's going to pay for that? I don't know. I don't know if it, if because everyone's dead except for Davos and uh, and That's Melisandre. Arya will be the death of Davos. Oh, you think so? They're gonna. That's going to be a mission. I don't that's know. That's just my theory. Because somebody has to pay for that. Oh, sure. Right? That's not something that can be forgotten. I don't think so. Even in the context of the books or the you know the the story of of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. but one of the beauties about Game of Thrones is you really don't know how yeah. all this stuff is going to play out. You know? Yeah. Your favorite character may end up dead next episode. <laughs> that is very true. Um. Yeah. So there's that. Any more thoughts on that, Dan? No. Like I said, my that was my least favorite part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're in Marine. Tyrion and Varys meet with a new Red Priestess. Priestess. Apparently, Tyrion asked for her help. I was I didn't really follow the the how that came to be. Um, her name's Kinvara, and she kind of puts Varys in his place. Another guy who is normally with it and one step ahead of everybody else and uh she knows a little bit more about his past than he's comfortable with and uh she uses it to her advantage yeah and basically i think Tyrion wants to use their religion 
to drum up support. Yep, for, for Daenerys. Daenerys mm-hmm. uh, in Marine because there's with the uh, what's the the Rebel group there? Sons of the Harpy. Sons of the Harpy ca- are still causing issues. Um, and no, Tyrion thinks it's a good idea. They are not causing issues since uh, Tyrion made the deal. Right. They make it a point. Their, their funding has been cut. <laughs> yeah, they're they're making it a point to say that the Sons of the Harpy. Uh, they make a point in the episode to say the Huns, Sons of the Harpy have not had any activity since uh, Tyrion made the made the deal with them. And that's so. that's one thing that uh, the podcast I listen to they they say how how many mistakes Tyrion is making here, and I don't see it that way. I think he's making a lot of really smart moves. Yeah. Um, and I really liked that line in the last episode where he said, uh, "What what exactly did he say?" Like all the slaves need to be freed and we need to win the war, war or something yeah. like that. And I can't do both today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great line and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I kind of see their point. And even, um, the handmaiden there and, uh, dude with the spear. I can't think of their names. There's so many names to keep track of. Handmaiden. Daenerys is people. Oh, great. Great worm and, uh, Missandei. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even they sort of sided with Tyrion on all that. They're like, "Well, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but I guess you're right." Like they backed him up in the in the court and everything. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And um, I don't know. I think this will end up working because the thing with Tyrion, uh, and you get this a little bit with Davos too. Um, he's a good reader of people. He knows people's motivations. He knows what they're after, and he's able to kind of give them what they want, but also help, you know, help himself in that same, same regard. And Davos is kind of the same way, uh, which I think makes them interesting characters. Yeah. Um, so I guess Kinvara agrees to help, I think is the conclusion of that. I think so. Yeah. I was so, I was so thrown off by how, uh, uncomfortable various was because you'd never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, that, that kind of drew all my attention and I kind of lost track of the dialogue that was taking place, uh, towards the end of it. I was just like, oh my, oh my, oh my God, Littlefinger was uncomfortable and now Varys is uncomfortable. Like what, what's going on? (laughs) Who was the person who, that spoke to him when his ding-doo was thrown in the fire? It was the sorcerer. It was the sorcerer that, that owned him. And that that cut his privates off and threw it into the fire. But the Kinvara says something along the lines of, "Do I have to remind you?" There was a voice. There was a voice that came out of the flames when his his wang was burned. Was it? Who was it? I don't know. Was it Bran? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Bran. Maybe all these all these things are coming together now. <sighs> I was hearing uh, today like Bran is the cause of the Mad King possible yeah it's a theory yeah it's a theory. which just uh, we'll get to that because yeah. that's the next thing uh we're done on marine yep okay uh beyond the wall bran and company are attacked by white walkers um yeah so so what happens here is bran goes back uh he, he wargs without the the guidance of the three-eyed raven uh and he goes to a place where uh, the undead army and the 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 White Walkers are. Oh, did we talk? Did you talk about the uh, creation of the White Walkers? 
No, we can talk about it here. Yeah, let's do that first. Relevant. So, yeah, the 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 it, it turns out that the White Walkers were created by the Children of the Forest. The Children of the Forest were kind of the native inhabitants of Westeros before people started moving in. Uh, apparently, if I remember correctly, the the first men came down from the north, and they were kind of friends and not necessarily not not great friends, but they kind of they kind of uh, coexisted with the with the Children of the Forest. Uh, but the Andals and someone else invaded uh, Westeros, came from like Essos and stuff like that, uh, and started killing the Children of the Forest. So the Children of the Forest uh, created White Walkers as their kind of defense against the the invading peoples. Uh, so the the scene shows uh, the the uh, Children of the Forest stabbing a person of some sort with. Um, something and it turns them into a, a white walker and that's essentially the creation of the the white walkers uh, is that supposed to be the the knight's king or king knight what's the i name think so it? yeah the okay. uh knight knight king something yeah something like that uh but there there's some some speculation that that might be a uh stark ancestor which i think is interesting didn't that happen like thousand years ago or something it was that it was a very long time before the events of because the like even the wall was built like thousands of years and the wall was used to keep all that all that stuff like north stuck in the north and yeah that 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 happened a very long time ago so there's that but go ahead Corey. yeah and then um i can't remember the uh, specifically paid out brand gets touched in a in a vision by the by the he gets branded Branded, I guess, by by the Night's King uh, during during a vision when he's he he goes back without uh, knowledge of the the Three Eyed Raven, um, and the Brand causes uh, the White Walkers to be able to track Bran and all the all the you know Bran and their group down, uh, and very shortly after they show up on their doorstep and and invade the little cave underneath the Weirwood Tree. Yeah, and we we lose some good friends. Yep, like what's um, her name? Children of the forest. Yeah, the children of the forest all end up dying during that. Uh, Summer the wolf. Summer the wolf gets killed. It's it's really a, an amazing action sequence. Uh, really, really well done. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was mirror. Okay, so one of the children of the forest tries to stab one of the white walkers in the chest with a spear, deflects it off. Mira is able to kill a White Walker with uh, a spear by throwing it into his neck. Now, normal weapons are not supposed to hurt the White Walkers. Uh, so one of the things me and my wife were interested in, there's a theory floating around. The It's related to the R plus L equals J thing. It's that uh, Mira Reed is actually Jon Snow's twin sister, that Lyanna gave birth to twins. Holland Reed took the girl and, mm. as his daughter, Mira. Uh, and Ned Stark took John um, as the other the other twin. Uh, so people were wondering if it's not necessarily the weapon, but the person that needs to kill the White Walkers. Uh, so one of the things that was suggested is dragon glass can also kill White Walkers. So we weren't sure if the spears were dragon glass tipped or if they were just regular spears. That that makes a difference. And I we haven't been able to go go back and watch and watch closely. Um, so that could lend some credence to that theory that Mira Reed is Jon Snow's twin sister from Lyanna Stark. I like that theory. Yeah. How does that play out, though, like at the end of the show? 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it does. I try to take that to its conclusion. Uh, okay, so Starks can kill White Walkers. Yeah, not enough Starks to kill all the White Walkers. Well, no, it's it. I think it's the Targaryen blood in them because it's uh, because of the dragon blood. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Yep. Uh, not enough of them. <laughs> no, but there is more than you would think. It's more than just Daenerys because yeah. Tyrion is rumored to be tar- of Targaryen blood too. Yeah, I think we talked about that last time. We, yeah, yeah, we, we covered. Did. So I'm Plus I'm dragons fascinated I mean. by all this stuff. Yeah. So go ahead though. Um, and then we have the Hodor incident, the hold the door, if you will, incident wherein uh, Bran is. While this is all going on, uh, Bran is still warged right yep he's stuck in a vision not, he's stuck in a vision uh of willis young hodor and marine what's her name mira mirin mira mirin mira reed is calling out uh to hodor to hold the door so she can get bran and escape and she keeps yelling hold hold the door hold the door at um hodor and he starts to hear it in the past that the vision of the past that Bran is in mm-hmm. and he loses his mind and starts saying it repeatedly and falls to the ground and hold the door slowly becomes Hodor. Yeah. Which is how Hodor got, got his name. Hodor. Um, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> There's still a lot up in the air, like about exactly what happened. Some people think that the reason why Hodor kind of lost his mind was because he at that point was was seeing what was going on in the future and was seeing his own death happening and that's why he lost his mind um there's uh, there's a a bunch of different things that that are going on with this one of the things that people don't want to see is brand being able to go back and influence the past now my thought with that is this stuff has already happened so it was already kind of meant to happen hodor was hodor from the time we knew him, you know? Uh, so Bran isn't necessarily able to go back and change the past. He was meant to go back and change the past and he can't, he can't yeah. change things that have already happened essentially, you know? So yeah. There's but, but a, there's a lot to think me. about, a lot to think about with that. That still worries me though. Yeah. Uh, once you start playing with time, sure. Just things get funky. No, I agree. Um, it, it's 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 a hard thing to to pull off. I think I'm interested in the time travel stuff. Like you, though, I don't want to see Bran be able to go back and change things how he wants. Well, I don't even necessarily like the idea of it being like not past and present, just time and like everything he's gonna do, he's already done. Right. Like I don't even really like that idea. Yeah. Because then it, it feels to me like nothing is sacred. Right. Because one of the things I really liked about Game of Thrones was the the it was like low fantasy to start. You know, it was just mm-hmm. all very medieval knights and swords and sure. political relationships and stuff like that. And as we get further into it, there's more and more magic and dragons and like necromancy. And now we have time travel, and it's getting a little, it's it's okay so far. Yeah, but it's getting a little bit, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it makes me nervous. Sure. That's all. I mean, anybody who's watched Lost can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, very sad moment. Um, you know, that's that was essentially, that was Hordor's destiny. 
you know, was tragic. That was just his whole life was leading up to that one moment where he was holding the door to, to help Mira and Bran escape. And he wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. He, he didn't want to be a part of this whole thing. Sure. And it's like, how tragic is that? That through this whole thing, all he can say is the thing that causes him to lose his mind and the thing that kills him. Yeah. You know? Trage- it was very, very tragic. I was stunned to silence for a while after the episode. Just Somebody, yeah, somebody predicted that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw that? that. Yeah, yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Uh, he, this person was... Not the specifics, but... Yeah, what, this what... person was somewhere where George R. R. Martin was, and, and George R. R. Martin, I think, said to the guy, like, hold hold the, hold the elevator, because he was on an elevator, uh-huh. uh, and they... George R. R. Martin, Martin got in the elevator, and the guy was, said to George R. R. Martin, he's like, you know, now that I think about it, and he said, like, hold the door mm-hmm. is the end of Hodor, yeah. and, or how he got his name anyway. And I guess George R. R. Martin just laughed and said, you don't know how close you are to the truth. <laughs> yeah. And that was in 2014, I think. So it was No, it was ago. a while ago. It was, I oh, think, was 2008 it? or something like that was when the post, it was uh, a post on Reddit, I think. Okay. Uh, but it was like 2008 or something. It was It was many years ago. That's really funny. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yep. So what do you think? Where do you think that, what do you think is going to happen after that? I really don't know. I, I, this whole brand thing, like. No, I mean immediately in the future. Like, how do you think they're going to get out of their conundrum? I think. Chased down by the, the, the dead. Cause obviously Hodor is not a, you know, he's dead. He's not able to hold the door much longer. You know, I think they're going to get to the wall. Uh, and then something's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. The podcast I was listening to today, they were talking about the wards and stuff that go up in that the White Walkers can't cross the wall. Like there's a, a mystical ward there right. of some kind. But because Bran is marked. Oh, he can let them in now. They can get in. It's possible. Or at least some of them. Sure. I think. Wasn't there some sort of limitation like the White Walkers can get in, but the undead can't? Kind of thing. I can't remember. It would probably be the undead it. can, but the White Walkers can't. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't think the undead can do much with if they're without their leaders. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think um, I, I've had two two things that I've been floating around in my head. The first is that Benjamin Stark is going to reappear to help yeah. to help Bran and and Mira escape. Uh, but I also think that there may be a chance that Drogon, the Black Dragon, is going to show up. Because mm. uh, I, I swear, Br- the Bran and, and and Drogon have some sort of some sort of connection there. I think he will at some point warg maybe into the dragon. Oh yeah. Um, because uh, th- there had been foreshadowing for that, saying you know you you may not be able to walk, but you'll be able to fly. Like that sort of stuff was mentioned early in the show. Uh, as potential foreshadowing for what could happen later. So maybe not th- this this juncture, but yeah. I don't think we're going to get any, we're not going to get any updates on that story next week, I don't think. I think no. it'll be episode seven before we'll we'll hear from Mira and Bran again. Hmm. So I think we're going to get all the King's Landing stuff this week. The, yeah, we didn't get any of that last no, this the, past week. We'll get the showdown, I think, with the the High Sparrow maybe. So, but there's still five more episodes to go in the season. Yeah. A lot of stuff's going to happen. Oh, yeah. But can't wait. It's, uh, and it's unpredictable, especially now with magic and stuff. 
Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? Nope. Yeah, I'm I'm just really excited. I I freaking love it. It's definitely become my favorite thing, Game of Thrones. It's 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 crazy. Like, do people have these kind of theory discussions about other fictional worlds? Probably. But the, again, the thing with Game of Thrones is you never know what's going to happen. You yeah. know, I did not see the red wedding coming when it when it when that happened. It was mind blowing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I would honestly argue here that George R. R. Martin has created the most compelling fictional universe. Oh sure, ever easily. I said. I mean, it, it took the place of Lord of the Rings by far for me. Yeah, as I mean, much as I love Lord of the Rings, I think this is better. And the Tolkien universe might be much bigger and much more fleshed out, but in terms of just all this craziness, yeah, and just threads that, like George R. R. Martin is a master at planting the seed, yeah, you know that grows into something, yeah. I don't know, sure. And the 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 showrunners have done a great job of capturing that. So. Absolutely, yeah. I I don't know that it would have been what it is without without the television show too i think that brought a lot of people into the into the game of thrones universe. Oh, absolutely i mean i wouldn't have heard i might, I might have heard of it by now but i saw i forget what i was watching I, I saw it was a post on like i couldn't even tell you what website it was now it might have been ign like back when the show first aired and it's mm-hmm. like don't forget the game of thrones show airs tonight and i was like game of thrones what's that oh medieval fantasy that looks interesting i'll tune in for that yeah and i did and the rest is history (laughs) yeah i'm a latecomer i didn't start watching it and i've seen it twice i started watching it like at the end of last summer uh and you had told me all along you should watch this you're gonna love it i was like yeah yeah i'll watch it at some point and i wanted to wait till it was all over because i hate waiting week to week for something it's, oh, it's, it's so much fun to be a part of that. Like, no, you're absolutely right. And happens, now that I'm yeah. a part of it, now that now I can go and read articles and discussions of, of what happened in theories, and, and you're right, you're absolutely right. I'm glad I jumped in when I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched it twice since then, and me and my wife are already planning uh, my third time through and her her second time through rewatching all of it. So, And she's uh, she just started listening to the audiobooks, too. And as I said, I'm a few hours into the second audiobook, so. Yeah, that's, I'm taking a two-week vacation in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have nothing but time, and I think I'll just sit and read, read those yeah. books. I have, I have all the books. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read and listen, like, in tandem. Yeah. Do a chapter of audiobook, a chapter of reading. So. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, any other thoughts? Nope. Uh, we may or may not do this next week. Uh, depends. Depends on what happens. on what happens in the episode. Like I said, episode four didn't have a ton going on in it. So, yeah, we'll. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs>